Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. Well, welcome again to another episode of uh, Talking Sim League. Um, it is me, SPL, your host, um, and I have tonight a, uh, a returning co-host from uh, uh, earlier this year. We had a full West Coast uh, conference podcast. Uh, I got Magic on the line with me. Magic, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Doing pretty well. Watching this Caps-Penguins game, just hoping, hoping the Caps can pull it out of here. Hate the fucking oh, yeah? Penguins. Yeah, I'm watching a little bit of the Cubs game right now. I'm hoping that they can return back to their uh, form from last season, but they're losing the freaking Phillies right now. Oh, yeah. Tough life as a Cubs fan. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) how's everything going? How's everything uh, treating yourself right now? How's everything in the world of magic? Uh, Not too bad. Uh, The the job change a little over a month ago has been really good. It's been really busy. Extremely busy. So it's, it's nice to finally be back then or, you know, kind of back having a lot to do and, you know, working you, uh, a lot. You've seen so. much of our, uh, our uh, former uh, manager, uh, Drews. Have you uh, run into him lately? How's he doing? He's doing good. He's got the married life with, with kids. He's, you know, gets stressed out from time to time and, and, and texts me about it. But no, I haven't seen him. I think I saw him uh, back in, I think, like February. February is the last time I saw him, but. Him and then uh, Sean and a couple of the main board guys are coming in for July for the U.S. men's soccer team. So excited to have those guys and show them around the city a little bit. Trucy's got oh, his wife coming cool. too. So, yeah. That would be really cool. But, yeah. uh, okay, why don't we uh, get into uh, some Sim League. Um, so uh, we have uh, – right now we're, we're right at day 45, so we're just under halfway through the season. Um in the last week, I would say, we've had a lot of interesting, interesting trades go down. Um, and the first one I want to kick off with is um, uh, mm. the trade between the Hawks and the Cavaliers, where um, bottom line is, is the Hawks got got Frank. Uh, I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce the last name because I know I'm going to butcher it, Niklina or something like that. Um, I, at the no, time, it- I thought... At the time, I thought it was an overpay, but um, I'm going to ask you: What do you what do you think on this deal? Do you think two first for the for how Frank's performing right now? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's all I guess based on perceived value, and, and essentially, you know, with where where the Hawks roster was, is they didn't have a point guard, so getting a guy and, and not only not just a point guard, but getting a guy that's that's putting up 27, 7, 9, and you know shooting 45 percent and almost 46% from three. I mean, if those hold up, that's an extremely good value, especially on the deal that he's on. I mean, you're paying him less than, you know, you're paying him four and a half, five and a half, you know, less than six and a half over the next three years. You know, you, you couple that with the guys you've already got. You know, I guess at the time, you know, it's easy to say it was an overpay, but I think looking at it now, it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's pretty easy to see that that's, that's a heck of a deal to get a, you know, an extremely high caliber starting point guard 
go along with the other, you know, the other core that you have. I think it was a good trade for him. Yeah, I mean, well, his shooting is shooting percentages have gradually gone down little bit by little bit by Sim. So I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, if that's a trend or if 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 he's going to stabilize here around the 45 percent range. Right. Uh, so it's it's going to be curious to kind of see where where Frank goes, and that's because I did my top 25 or 25, and that was the reason why I ranked him a little bit low, and everyone was saying I ranked him too low. Um, that's my only concern is, you I mean, you, you look at the previous seasons, um, he was getting some time, 11 minutes a game, 11 minutes, almost, almost 12 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game, 26 minutes a game. And he was shooting 40%, 43%, 41%, right. 40%, 40%, 40%. To jump up thing, Right. And, and I don't disagree, but I think the big thing that, that the only thing that kind of, doesn't scare me as much on that as if you look at the amount of shots he took in those years. I mean, he's already effectively almost shot his season high in terms of how many shots he's taken, how many shots. I mean, he's 12 shots, 12 field goals away from, you know, beating his career mark in terms of how much he's made. So you would have to think, you know, in small sample sizes in those other years playing in limited minutes, you know, you've got almost a full year's worth where he's shooting at 45%. You got to feel a little bit better about that. You know, that's the only thing that I would say in terms of, you know, because those are scary looking at him. But, again, I think when you look at how many shots he take, he took in those all those years combined compared to what he's, take, he's already taken this year, and it's, you know, something that you probably feel a little bit better about, you know, given the amount of volume mm-hmm. he's already used and, and where he's sitting at. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I mean, if he, if he keeps up at this value, I mean, it's um, great, great, great value for us, and I think that uh, that he got a steal. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Um Right. But uh, why don't we move on to uh, one of the next trades? Um, Can I, I, I just wanted to say one thing, though, that I think this, for how, and I mentioned this when I, when I sent my GM rankings, but how quickly Sean tore down and got extreme value for the, the, the two aging stars that he had, I think it's just, has been phenomenal and interesting to see and just how he's just been savvy about it and he just continues to turn basically little to nothing into a bunch of, you know, a bunch of assets moving forward for the future. So, I mean, that, that was my only follow-up last part to that is just, you know, what Sean's been able to do, uh, you know, kind of a turn of a hat of just trade everything and, and get, you know, significant yeah. value back. He, he picked, so it's just, and he picked, up, he picked up Frank in the offseason right. in, a, in an MLE and, and was able right. to uh, turn him around for uh, turn him around for value to first. Exactly. Um, but the next trade we're going to talk about um, is 2178, the Jazz and the Clippers. Um, um, we're basically essential. Uh, Jazz sent over a future first of the Raptors to the Clippers for Oluwakande. Um, obviously, I know my feelings on it, but I'm going to ask you first. Uh, what, what do you think on this deal? It, it's It's interesting. I mean, I think it's just a situation of, is is was there enough value? I mean, I guess if you want to just take a moment before I kind of get into my opinion and share just kind of where your thoughts were and why you thought it was a good trade from your end, and then I can kind of piggyback off of that. Yeah, sure. Um, in in my opinion, you mean I was looking at my team and I wanted more rebounding. Um, I, I you got that. Un- that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit unsure with uh, Kwame and Nazir. Um, with David West, I mean, I was a little bit unsure, and I wanted to stabilize my bigs, and I figured I would send over pretty much dead 
cap space that I had um, in the future first and get Ola Kandi, who's on an expiring, and, and see what I can get with him with uh, paired up with David Watts. And um, I thought Ola Kandi and David Watts would kind of be the same pairing of what I had when I uh, when I won the championship with uh, with Benjamin and West. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, decided that uh, it, it would be a good fit the two of them together, and so far it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's kind of where I would go at. It, to me, it given the way that, that Pete's, Pete's team looks, and you know, he's got a nice mix of, of young guys along with the older guys. So you have to think that he's going to be good for the next couple of seasons. So I, I just don't think he gave up a lot to get a player. I mean, obviously his, his field goal percentage, you know, the first 45 days isn't where you'd like it to be, you know, especially with a high volume big. But, you know, look at his career average. He's up to closer to, you know, 45, 46%. So you have to figure that comes back around. But, you know, I think it was it was a savvy move to – to grab a guy who is expiring, you're not really giving up much, you know, to get him, and, and you're getting really a nice one-two punch at the front court, and you've got West averaging 17, you know, Ola Wakandi, you know, averaging 20. I mean, those two guys combined, you know, are averaging over over 25, 26 rebounds a game. So, on top of you know three and three and a half blocks almost per. So, there's a lot of beef inside there for you, like you mentioned, is kind of a nice one-two kick, but. Again, I like the value just because there wasn't much that she gave up. You know, nothing really long term affects your own. Yeah. You know, you know. So I think anytime you can get a player like that, you know, for for minimal for minimal assets, it's definitely going to be a good move to add depth and you know just add another another scoring punch and another big to, to get your rebounds yeah. blocks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of what I saw when I uh, when when I did that. Um, I mean, I just thought well, for the value of what I was going to get him for, um, I couldn't pass it up. But uh, here's, here's another that, a trade that I find interesting. Um, it's between the Rockets and the Bucks. Um, basically, the Rockets send over their 48 first round, their 52nd first round, um, some dead space and Donnie Butcher, um, 5K dump bucks, which are basically a late first round draft pick, uh, to the Bucks for Terrence Jones. Um, well, I think he picked up Terrence Jones on um, – I think he picked up Terrence Jones on, on a waiver pickup, so didn't really have to put much in there. Um, looking at the trade, you mean, at first, I, I really thought it was a great, great trade for Houston because um, one of the things that they were, I felt they were lacking were in defensive bigs. But seeing the box scores after is taking shots away from Richard. Um, kind of iffy on this trade now. What do you think on this trade, Magic? Yeah, I mean, well, two things really stick out to me. I think what you just mentioned is is taking shots. I mean, when you got guys, you know, when you got Richard, Dylan Brooks, and, and Chris Paul, you know, those guys, you want those guys shooting as many shots as, as they possibly can because all of them have great percentages. All of them are playing phenomenally. All are 30 point or close to, you know, Paul's at 26, Dylan, or Dylan's at 29, 30 almost, and and we're charged at 34. So I, I kind of agree along those lines of, of getting, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing in a big that's going to put up 20, you know, and, and, and at far less percentage than those guys. You know, I, I think there probably could have been another defensive rebounding big that would have taken less shots away from those guys. And, and I think secondly, and probably more importantly is, you know, that 52, you know, that's, that's five years out and, you know, you never know where someone's going to be. And, 
you know, there's a good chance that he can retool, but that's, you know, if, if these guys start to fall off in a few years and, you know, or, you know, cause you're looking at five years out, you're going to have Chris Paul at 33. You're going to have Richard only at 31 Brooks at only at 29. You know, can you keep those guys and, you know, where are you going to be in five years? That's, that's a future first that you potentially may want. And, you know, for a guy that's taking shots away from your three best players, you know, and then the market is flooded with the defensive rebounding bigs, you know, it, it seems like it might've been a slight overpay, you know, but it's, it's really hard to kind of see right now with where, with where it's going to fall. But I agree with you that, you know, he's taking shots away and that's not necessarily what you wanted to see happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, at, at first, I, yeah, like I, I thought it was a great because I just felt like that was something you needed. You needed the defense, and right. I, uh, I can't remember the But it, it, like it, I think like the shots on average by like his other players went down by like ten or eleven or twelve shots a right. game. Right. So and, and and he's expiring. I mean, you know that's that's another thing. That's you know two first rounds and, and really one that's four or five years out. You know, for for an expiring guy is. Again, it seems like it's a lot to pay. You know, it's uh, time will tell, but it's just, you know, all the things combined, you, you wonder if that was probably the best move or the, the most wise move that you could have made. Granted, you know, he could probably probably pretty easily bring him back because he's got birds on him, but even still, you know, that's, you know, for an expiring that you're not necessarily guaranteed to get back, you know, you pay all that right. and, and, and give up the future flexibility. Right. Um, next trade that we're going to talk about is 2181. It's the, the Clippers and the Bullets. Uh, the Bullets basically just sent o- over uh, Frank Williams, Percy Miller, 2K Dump Bucks to the Clippers uh, for basically Harold Miner um, is what it boils down to. Um, Baby Jordan is going to the Bullets. Bullets are uh, obviously with um, their front courts uh, being Yao and Duncan, Thunder Dan doing his thing. Um, they're, they're feeling like they have to do something now. Um, Harold Miner, really good scorer. Um, him and Marley together, good, good, good. Uh, I mean, start to the wings. Um, doesn't look like he gave up much, but what do you think on this, uh, uh, Magic? I think it's, I think it's exactly that. Is it's just a situation of, you know, it's good value. You know, there was no doubt that the Clippers wanted to get rid of of Miner because. You know he he hurts the tank just because he's he's a good scorer and he's a good player. So you know, like you said, he he really didn't give up much. And and you know the chances are you know his age, you know he's going to retire, so you're not really locked in anything. You know it's an expiring contract, so you're not really losing a draft pick, you're not losing any future flexibility, and it's just getting another guy that can put up shots and, and overall just play on the wing. You know, obviously it, when you when you have Yao and, and when you have Duncan, you're, you're, that's that's your primary focus. You know, if you can get guys on the wing that can be, you know, potentially efficient, not, you know, not really screw over your team and, and overall just kind of help out. You know, that's, that's always a good, that's always a good trade to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, um, it seems, seems like we're on the same board, same board. I mean, the only thing that I really think that he needs to do is he, he, he's got a huge hole of point guard um, and he's got half to address that if he's looking to make moves like this. Um, yeah. Right I mean, in that. Good. I'm sorry. Right, right now he's just he just keeps slipping in the standings. I mean, he needs yeah. to he, he needs to address that point guard spot to uh, stabilize it if he if he really wants to make moves like this to compete. Right, and I think that that goes back to you know that the Hawks trade we talked about originally. You know, it's 
to get a competent and solid starting point guard, you know, especially when you're in the midst of, of having a ready-made team without one, you, you know, there's really sometimes no, no price to pay. But I agree, you know, it's, that's really the, the big thing that he's missing right now is just solid and, and, you know, more consistent play from the point guard. You know, when you're, when you got a guy that's controlling the ball, only scoring 18 points a game on, you know, less than 42% shooting and, you know, only getting eight and a half assists turning the ball over two and a half times a game, you know, it's just, that's, that's not typically going to be a recipe for success for, you know, deep playoff run. Uh-oh. We have somebody that just joined the podcast. Who's here? What's up, What an intro. How you doing, buddy? Just gonna play the music and then leave. Oh, guess he's playing shy. Soup. Okay. Well, he'll join us eventually, I think. Um, but uh, I tell you what. Why don't we move on? Um, next trade that I wanted to talk about was uh, we have the the Spurs and the Bucks. Uh, 2182, uh, the Spurs sent over uh, Dragon Bender, Brandon Ingram, Denzel Valentine, Boris Diaw, and Vaughn Maker uh, to the Bucks for basically Mata Ellis is what it boils down to. Harrison Barnes was in the trade too, but it's really uh, Ingram, Vaughn Maker really for Mata Ellis. Um, Mata Ellis has got a I think he's proven that he's not going to be a point guard. Um, I think it's safe to say that he's probably going to be a shooting guard, and I don't know how effective at shooting guard he's going to be with his size. Um, um, okay. Oh, is that you now, Soupy? Oh, you can. I was wondering what was wrong with it. I guess I didn't have the the volume turned up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> volume turned on would kind of help, you know, dude. Could y'all hear the intro? It yeah. was awesome, man. It Hell was yeah. awesome. How you been, bud? Not too bad. I uh, just said I called in to to listen a little bit, maybe throw some shade if y'all get to some GM rankings. I, t- I, tell, you, I tell you what, we're gonna we're going to skip to that. Just this is gonna get just for that. We're gonna skip uh, talking about some trades. Maybe we'll come back to it. Because uh, there are a few interesting trades that we want to talk about. We'll start getting to GM rankings and shade throwing. How does that sound? Yeah, I, just, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't get to read the GM rankings, so I was just curious what what the league thought, and, and maybe I could throw in two cents as the former commiss and what okay. I thought about the GMs. Well, here is what here is what me and Magic were originally going to do is we were going to um, go team by team. Um, and uh, give our ranking of that team owner as we were talking about uh, what we thought about their playoff chances and where we thought they were going to uh, finish up this year. Um, do, you want, do you want to go team by team with us? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Well, let's start with uh, the Atlantic Division. Uh... 
And at the top of the division, uh, percentage-wise, we have the Boston Celtics that are run by Dump. They're sitting at 19 and 8. Um, I'm going to throw this over to Soup first, uh, just because Soup is a wily veteran. Soup, what do you give Dump as a rating on, as a uh, as a manager, and uh, what do you think of their uh, playoff chances? <laughs> Listen, I made Dump what he is today. He is not a good GM. The only time he's ever had good teams is when I had to hold his hand and walk him through this little thing called Simba. He's good at the casino because he's got this Rain Man, Rain Man-like mentality, and he's just good with numbers and can do all that. But as far as GM, and he sucks. I made him. <laughs> Magic, your thoughts on Dump um, and his playoff chances? I mean, I think playoff chances are, are pretty good. You know, I don't think there's he's got a solid team top to bottom. I think he's done a good job restocking after the the teardown of the Dump dynasty. But you know, we'll see if he can get it over the hump. You know, if he can get lucky on uh, on a free agent or you know, like he did last time, that'd, that'd be great. But It'll be interesting to see building his own team from top to bottom, you know, what he can do and, and how far he can take it. So I think the for, for me, the jury's been out. I mean, obviously the, the dump dynasty is probably the, because I got, I came in right at the end of the, the OKC dynasty with Aaron Harrison. So the dump dynasty was kind of the first big one that I got to, got to witness, but there was a lot of luck involved, but granted dump didn't fuck it up when he got lucky. So, uh, you know, okay. he's uh, done a good job building it back up though. Okay. Um, me, I, I think he's a legitimate contender. Um, I, I like how his defense plays. Um, uh, I mean, he's got, he has a lot of good defensive wings. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I'd give him a solid seven, uh, on my scale of zero to 10 as a, uh, as a manager. Uh, I think he's done a really good season. I forgot I didn't get to my ranking. I'll give him a three. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Soup. Give the ranking zero to ten. I'll give him a three, just just because he's breathing, and just for breathing, you get a three. He is no higher than that. Okay. <laughs> it's a three for breathing. Magic. What zero to ten for Dom? I'm trying to remember what I gave him, and he got so he got a seven point zero eight average from, uh, on the, on the rankings. But I think I gave him around a. I think it was like a seven, seven and a half. Is is right around where I gave him. Okay, that's good ranking. Um, Now, this this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Um, Our defending champions, Miami. (laughs) Keynes is the owner. Um, I'm going to throw this over to Soup for the entertainment purposes. Soup, um, what are your thoughts on their playoff chances this year, and what's your thinking of of, uh, this GM? Well, I think he has a chance to make the playoffs this year. That's just because the Eastern Conference sucks. It's always sucked. It's always been inferior to the Western Conference. As far as Canes as a GM, I said you get a three just for breathing. He gets he gets a two. He made one of the dumbest trades I've ever seen in my life. 
he had a chance to re-sign a guy in agency and chose not to, lost him in free agency, and then proceeded to trade two first-round picks to get back. You know what? I'm changing my vote, my rating. He gets a one. He sucks. He's worthless at this game. He's just quitting now. Your uh, mic's kind of going off, too. I don't want to miss any of this rant. Oh, he sucks. Bottom line, he gets a two. Okay. <laughs> Magic, uh, what are your thoughts on the Heat, and what do you give uh, give him as a rating? I mean, I, don't, I I think it's it's pretty obvious they'll probably make the playoffs. It'd be a significant drop if they didn't, especially as defending champs and keeping them up. I mean, uh, it's 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 hard to say. You know, I think that getting you know they, I don't want to say they lucked out on draft picks. Obviously, they were bad. You know, but Kane came into a really good scenario or situation getting Ben Simmons and, and Amari Stoudemire pretty early. You know, I think the 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 Thais trade was was really good, but. You know, that was a known commodity, and, and he traded some assets for it. So I like him as a guy. You know, a lot of people hate him. Yeah, we're, we're hockey buddies. So, I mean, as a GM, you know, I think he's for a long time been at the bottom. So seeing him win last year was, was definitely interesting. You know, so I'd say probably like a five and a half to six would be my rating for him. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Um, I I like King a lot. I mean, he's a really, really nice guy. Um um, and I kind of agree with Magic. I mean, for a while, he was kind of dead in the game. Um, he's built up a good team. You know, I like the pieces that he has. You mean, am I did my 25, the top 25 and under? You mean, I definitely should have put Sadamauer in there. That was a omission on my part. You mean, that's definitely something that should have been included in that. Um, um, I would probably give him a good, I mean, right around you, maybe a slightly higher, maybe around a six, because I'm a little bit nicer. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely think he's in the, the playoff contention. I mean, I, I think he's got to be a little bit worried about his uh, point differential, uh, his rebounding. Uh, team overall defense doesn't look like it's quite there. Um, so we'll see if he's able to repeat, which is a really, real tough task. Um, and this is going to be fun here. Um, next on our list in the, East, in the Atlantic Conference is uh, Mr. Robot, uh, the New York Knicks. We have Eric. Um, Soup, what are your thoughts on Eric and his New York Knickerbockers? Uh, let's see. I give him a zero one 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 zero one one zero rating. Is that like binary code? Are you trying to like send him like a fucking hidden message? Yeah, he'll know what rating that was. No, I like Eric. He helped me a lot when I was commissioned. As far as making players, I thought he did a pretty good job at it. Uh, as a GM, I think he had a for a while he had a real hard time grasping the concept of it. I think he, maybe he went a little, I don't know, he little, read a little bit too much into the software. But uh, I think he finally figured it out, got a good grasp on it, even won a title. I'd give him a solid, solid six and a half. Okay. What do you think about his playoff chances for this year? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the season. Okay. Magic, what? Uh, I'll throw it over to you. What's uh, your GM ranking on uh, on him, and what do you think his playoff chances are? I think he's got good playoff chances. You know, just because the East is a lot weaker. Although the with with losing 
with losing Faison and having him come over to our side. But I think he has good – so I think Eric in total of a GM is is a very up and down. I think what he's offered the league in terms of just understanding and and – Getting information about the software has been great at times. I think it's a little bit overbearing. I think he's made some great pickups, some some great signings. You know, I think his ability to find to find bigs that are you know on minimum contracts that can be better than you know below average is is really astonishing and and fun to see. But at the same time, I think that he makes some trades. You know, one was brought up today the the Sergey Karasov trade. So you know, I, I think overall it's a lot of highs, a lot of lows. You know, and he. he Sometimes, like Soup says, just takes a while to kind of find the middle and, and kind of settle down a little bit. But uh, I put him at probably like a six, six and a half, just bumped up more so just because, you know, what he does for the league I think is, is pretty great, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, God, I mean, he puts out those articles that I really, I mean, don't understand half the fucking words in the articles, really. That's, I mean, I, any I, article that I read of his, it's like, I, you know, I've read it five times. I get tonight. so I fucking not. lost and confused. <laughs> I almost like want to walk out of the fucking trap. Because, like, I, I just have no fucking idea of what's being told to me. And I mean, he posts the articles where the, the, the rows don't line up with the uh, headings. And I just, like, I get so beat down. I'm just like, fuck this. And exit all yeah, of it. I, mean, I just don't fucking understand half the shit. I mean, I, I, I mean, you gotta understand your audience. I mean, most of us are fucking talking monkeys. I mean, um, I mean, that's why I, even even his uh, even his attributes article. He, you know, he's like the absolute and final word of the attributes. And like read through that thing, and I'm just like, this this is like hurting me just as much as it's helping me. Just because I'm like, what the fuck is he trying to say? Like, <laughs> you know, that's, like, like, that's just. <laughs> Can't you just come out and say this is good, this is bad, this is what you want right. to do? Exactly. I mean, yeah, like, we're definitely like, like we're definitely you gotta do like, fucking, like Dick and Jane book. I mean, see Dick run. I mean, see spots. <laughs> you know, Jane Blake. Mean, yeah, we're we're like definitely that that, uh, that that we're that old school baseball mentality, you know, gut feelings and stuff like that. And he's definitely more the money ball type where he's plugging in numbers and. Coming out with ratings and percentages and going off. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I look at players and I say, hey, he, he looks good. I'll, I'll take that fucker. I mean, and all of a sudden it's like I got like a fucking, you have to read like a fucking <laughs> 10 page novel to understand, I mean, why that was the wrong choice. It's like, fuck. Just tell me, is this good or bad? Um, pass or fail? I mean, that's the shit that I'm used to. Um, but no, uh, I, I, off off my tangent now. Um, I like him. I mean, he's he's actually a really good guy. The more that I got to know him, um, I, I would give him a probably a good solid seven. Um, I, I trust me. I, I and I I know I'm throwing out a lot of rainbows right now. Um, that's my personality. But I, I will throw some shade later in the podcast at people that deserve it. Um, I promise you that. But I'm going to give him That'll a be solid. Exciting. I want to see angry shade throwing SPL. <laughs> um, next team we're going to talk about is a uh, guy that's sweet. He's, he's number one in my heart. He was my first co-host uh, when I did podcast. We're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors and, and, and the man I know is Pistol Pete. Um, Soup, what are your thoughts on Pistol? I love Pistol. He's a good dude. Pretty solid GM. He's had some really good teams. He's had some really bad teams. 
dating a girl of color, which is a bonus in my book. Adds a point five to his rating. And I would give him a 8.5 overall. Ooh, impressive. Okay. So that's high praise from Sue. Um, he would actually probably be higher had I not talked GBG out of doing the person trade. It probably would have made it probably would have made the Raptors powerhouse for a good decade. So I'm taking that into consideration as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw this over to uh, Magic Town. Magic, what are your thoughts on uh, both Pete as a GM and, and his playoff chances? Uh, listen, I think on paper looking at Pete's team, it's it's one of my favorite teams. Uh, I think in my entire tenure as a GM, Pete's always been – he's a great guy, obviously, and I enjoy him and shout. And I think he's done a great job. He's had very competitive teams. You know, I think just before this current – core he he tanked and did so very successfully and you know made a mutual trade with me for for arenas i'm just more so been surprised at this this current team's lack of success i just i really thought when he got arenas you know with fultz and now he's got sam jones and i just thought that that roster was going to be an extremely you know powerhouse lineup and you know he's just i guess in some sense just gotten a little bit unlucky you know especially in the playoffs but and so that's, you know, I, I think I'm right in that range probably with Soup, eight, eight and a half. He's just always been a solid uh, solid GM since I've been in there, you know. And, and even when he wasn't didn't have good teams, you know, he, he had a purpose and kind of like a destination of where he wanted to get to and, and got there. And so it's been it's been fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on his roster. I mean, I love how the roster is assembled, and I'm kind of confused with, I mean, what he hasn't been able to do with it. You know, I think it has to do with a lot of it has to probably do with uh, uh, the lack of rebounding that he's getting um, uh, because he's playing um, faults at the shooting guard. I mean, cause he's only averaging 56 rebounds a game. Um, so when you're, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in having wings that can rebound. Um, and, and I think that's that's hurting him a little bit. And it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of moves forward here um, soon uh, with with, uh, with with moving, transitioning to Fultz as a point guard from Arenas, which I think is right. going to help him when he actually has a shooting guard in there that can get another three rebounds a game to get him from 56 up to 59 a game. And on average, I think that's going to equate to more wins. Uh, as a GM, I, I, I would give him – about a 7.5. You I mean, I don't think he's won a title. Um, so I think that hurts him slightly in my ratings, but I love Pete. Pete's one of the best dudes in the league. Um, I love him to death. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go on now, and we're going to talk about the Buffalo Braves, which I'm pretty sure that used to be the Seattle Sonics, which is Delos. Um, Soup, we decided that we would restructure the league, and uh, some teams have switched around since your departure. Um, and uh, and we have uh, we moved the Seattle SuperSonics to the Atlantic, which became the Buffalo Braves, um, which is owned by Delop. What, what do you think on Delop? What's your rankings on him? Okay. Yeah, we lost him. 
Okay, hopefully he dials back. Um, but uh, so I'll throw this out to you. What what do you think of Dellop and what do you think of his playoff chances? Big fan of Dellop. You know, I've obviously had business dealings with him and that, that went really smoothly and great guy, you know, super nice. So I think as a person, I think his GM career was just, was just kind of average and just kind of was plodding along for, for most of the time he's been in the league. I don't remember any big, any big teams or anything that he's had I, until really last year. And I think this is probably echoed by a lot of people is the, the, the Prince trade for Jimmy. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, I understand I can, get where he's coming from and that Prince he probably wasn't going to win him a title. And, and that's, I don't, you know, there's probably a lot to that, but at the same time, you know, I think that you could have probably gotten, gotten rid of Prince for someone or something that was more lasting in terms of, you know, getting a guy for one. And really, I think he was lucky to get Jimmy for the second year now. So, um, you know, I think that's been, you know, that that's just kind of been a, uh, been a bit of a surprise. So, but you know, finding I think signing and and, and getting Aldrich Hughes has obviously been huge for him. You know, he's put just this year just an absolute monster year. So, you know, I, I think he's kind of learning it. And you know, maybe last year took it down the chin a little bit in that trade because again, I just I just don't agree with it. You know, no matter what rationale you have, but you know, I would probably give him you know just because I haven't seen any anything long term, probably like a six and a half to seven. It's um, probably where I put him at. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I like his roster as, I mean, I, I like his point guard, his shooting guard, and small forward position. I mean, Nate Robinson, Hughes, and Jackson, real, real solid combo. You mean, unfortunately, um, he's got one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Um, yeah. And also, and, I mean, and, a starting point guard at 5'9 mm-hmm. is, is just not something you, you you typically want to have, you know, just for – well, in terms I mean, of what I know, point, point. You mean again? You mean he, he is five nine, but he is still he is pulling down five point two rebounds a game, which is not Very terrible for, for your point guard position. Um, I mean, the, the the problem is, is you mean he, he's got he's he really has one big that's really getting it done, and and he's got he, he's just not getting a lot of rebounds from his bigs. I mean. Charlie Hardman right. under 10 rounds per game. Marcus Ball under 10. Um, I mean, Jimmy Jackson at shooting guard 6.1, which is a little bit low. Hughes at 7.6, is a little bit low for your small forward. And just getting killed on the boards is, is what it boils right. down to. Um, I mean, I think he's got a good team, but I, I definitely don't think he's going to be a contender when it's all said and done. And, and I just don't think that he's got the uh, – he's, he's got the – the, the space to be able to make moves to do something. Um, right. Next team we'll talk about is the Washington Bullets. Um, here we have the Bullets, um, which are uh, obviously owned by KM. Um, um, they're sitting at 11 and 19 right now after their trade for Harold Miner. Um, we talked a little bit about them earlier. What, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Bullets? I think it's on paper, you know, what you would like to see in a basketball roster. It looks phenomenal having Yao and Tim Duncan, you know, being the centerpieces, you know, and, and if we're in the NBA, you know, I think that would be great. You know, it's going to be interesting to see the, the contrast he has in, in trying to put together 
a team around those two guys, you know, whether he can keep them. You know, I think what might be something to, to keep in mind here moving forward is if, you know, he maybe decides to trade one of them to try and get, you know, an elite wing. You know, I, I think there's a lot of teams out there that would, you know, possibly be interested in a trade like that. So I think that might be something he looks into in the future because, again, I, I know we've we've had this debate before, but, you know, really the, the software is kind of made to really take advantage of, of having elite wing players and, and kind of running an outside offense. So, you know, I, I can't recall ever in my time being a GM that, you know, that there was kind of a, a twin tower and offense was based out of the inside that, you know, a team won the title. So not saying it can't be done. And I, and I think there's two guys that you could do it with. It, it's Yao and, and Tim or Yao and Duncan. But, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be interesting how he fills out the, the wing positions out and around them, you know, moving forward. And, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he may look to, to flip one of those guys for an elite wing, you know, to put out there with those guys and, you know, kind of shift it a little bit and make it more balanced. Yeah, no, so I, 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 I'll just give my ring. As a GM, you know, I think he's, you know, he won the one title with, with Kyrie and Jesus. You, you know, really kind of the what happened with me with Arenas and, and, and uh, with Arenas and Baylor is just a lot of bad luck or just, you know, software luck in terms of playoffs. So, you know, I think he, he kept that team together for a long time, bailed at the right time, and, and has really backed it up. So, like I said, I, I'd put it probably like a seven and a half in his long term as my ranking. Okay. Um, definitely agree with a lot that you said. Um, you mean, I think he can get away with this as long as they're on their rookie contracts. I think when they go to get their max deals, I think that's probably when he's probably going to have to uh, move one of the two. Um, right. I don't know if you want two max players like that. Um, but even then, you mean, you still have two players from the inside that are taking a lot of shots, but as long as they're Scoring efficiently, I don't think it's a problem or an issue. Right. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, I think this team just needs a point guard. I mean, um, I think, I mean, he should be looking to make a trade with Sean from Prince. I think that would be a great, great fit. Um, that would make them quite dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be really good fit. I just don't see cap-wise, how he can do it because he's at, sitting at 40, $49 million. Um, What does Prince make with Cleveland? Um, Prince with Cleveland is making $19 million, so literally he would probably have to turn I mean, it has have to be it has to be minor, right? I mean, yeah, it would have, have to trade Harold Minor in a deal for Prince and maybe Kyle Korver. Um, Prince and Korver go to go to Washington. Um, that would make that pretty interesting of a team. I would uh, agree. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, as a GM, I would give him a ranking um, of a solid eight. Um, I, I think he's a really good dude that knows what he's doing. Uh, I mean, he's not he puts the time into it that he can. I know that uh, I think he's busy with work and life. Um, so I think he's kind of like me at times where kind of seems like we get a little bit neglected. Um, but yeah, he does a great job. Um, now, obviously I don't think it's a playoff team, the Orlando magic. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I would also call, you I mean, label them as, not a contender team, the the uh, the Washington Bullets. So, 
uh, just I would agree for that. Uh, but um, so we got the uh, the magic. Uh, what are your thoughts, Magic, on the magic? Yeah, um, I just say probably what they've always been. Uh, <laughs> there's just not a lot going down there in Orlando, so uh, I really, you know, I, I don't really know what MJ is doing year to year, and, and there doesn't ever seem to be a cohesive plan. So, you know, uh, Jokic so far, you know, doesn't you know shooting forty percent, you know, getting seventeen, eighteen points a game, only eight and a half rebounds, you know, getting quite a bit of steals, but not a lot of blocks. So. You know, I just don't don't know if there's a whole lot there to build off of long term. Um, you know, and again, just probably having a GM that cares a little bit more about the team would would probably help them out a lot. Yeah. Ranking wise, uh, you know, I mean, we're mm. probably talking a lower end of like a probably a four. <laughs> you know, I just haven't seen them do do anything or much at all. You know, with this team and you know over the course of the years. Yeah, I mean, I would probably agree. I mean, he. he He's another guy that I think it's, he likes to hang out with the guys in the league. And, I mean, real life, I think, catches up with them. And now I think he gets kind of things neglected. Um, he doesn't pay attention to much. I mean, he just likes to kind of be a part of shit. Um, I mean, I don't know. He, he hasn't done much, I mean, in my tenure. Um, I would probably lean towards maybe a three-and-a-half, four, um, somewhere down there in terms of ranking. And definitely not a playoff contender. Um, hopefully Danny Manning, I was really, really high on him. Um, I mean, I really wanted to try to trade up the one to get him. Um, but, uh, thankfully I didn't, um, and waste a ton of assets that would have cost me to do that. Cause Danny Manning's not looking like he's going to be much of anything. Right. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll move to the central division and the, and the St. Louis Hawks who are sitting at the top of the division are 20 and eight. Um, obviously, we touched on him a little bit earlier with Frank, um, which was a big glaring hole on his team, the point guard position. Um, Magic, what do you think on this uh, the St. Louis Fox team, and what do you think of, uh, of JHB as a GM? JHB is a son of a bitch, but <laughs> opinionated. But um, no, I mean, his team, you know, I, I like his team. I think it's got a lot of solid players. Um, you know, I think what he's got brewing and, you know, the team that he has is, is, is very nice. And I think it's something that re- – and really, too, I mean, it's just it's a younger team. You know, you've got most of his wings – but not mo- but you know, all of his wings, point guard, everything like that is, is all, you know, pretty much in their, you know, mid to young 20s. You know, and there's obviously Kid Gilchrist at, at 28, but there's a lot to build off of there. So, you know, I think he's done a good job. And, again, I just think he made the decision, whether it was perceived as an overpay or not, to go and – to go and just get a point guard and, and kind of, you know, allow his team to actually have a chance. So, you know, I think that's, uh, that's what he's done. And it's, I think it's, it's serving him pretty well. And I think he's got a good shot here moving into the playoffs. And then, you know, who knows from there, if he has a couple guys just go off and, and really carry him. Um, yeah, GM, G, his rating, I would say probably like a, a six and a half, just because, you know, he, he was around at the very beginning of, of my stay. And then, you know, I didn't really, you know, I haven't really seen much of him until building this team. So, and the jury's still out on that ranking. Okay, fair enough. Um, I lo- I love his team as constructed. I mean, um, a lot a lot of great pieces to it. Um, I mean, 
Frank I was really high on when he came out in the draft. Um, I was thinking a point guard that's going to block shots. Oh, shit, yes. I mean, I thought, I mean, if he ever can get anything offensively out of that, I mean, mean, that's going to be huge. And and, and you're seeing it right now. I mean, if he can keep this up at 45% and 27 points with 1.1 blocks and 2.3 steals, I mean, oh, my shit. I mean, if he keeps (laughs) this up, I mean, he's going to be – He's going to be a force for years, um, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's been trending down. I mean, he, he, it, it, I think he was originally after first time shooting about 55%, and then it went to 51, and then 48, and now 45. And, I mean, it, I'm going to be more concerned after next time if we see it down to 44%. I mean, if we start seeing that, then I think, Okay, you have some area of concern um, that uh, that that you, that you have to be really really concerned that maybe his um, shooting percentages are kind of going back to what the norm are for him, which are the forty one and forty two and forty three percent. So. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I mean, I'm hoping because I really like JHB as an individual. I mean, he's done the podcast a couple of times. I mean, great, great guy, um, good person to talk. And I, I, he's got probably the best moniker that I've ever heard on a forum. James Harden's beard. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's one of the best <laughs> monikers I've ever heard. Um, so. Uh, for his sake, I really hope Frank pans out. I'm a little bit skeptical. I, I'm a little bit skeptical of it. I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm just not sure um, what he has there. Um, but the rest of the team, I mean, he's built really solidly. I mean, I really think that, that this is a contending team. Um, I, I think that um, um, with what he's put together, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. He's got a ton of players that play good defense, that block. Um, I mean, Kid Gilchrist on the on the on the, on the wing is blocking two not point nine blocks per game. That's huge to get out of a wing. Um, so I mean, I, I really think he's a contender. I mean, as a GM, I'd give him a ranking of right around I'd probably spot six and a half seven um, somewhere in that range um, is where I would rank him as a GM. Maybe slightly higher, maybe up to seven and a half. Um, just because of some of his articles recently, I've, I've really been impressed with that he's that he's done with his spreadsheet and, and ranking uh, uh, the draft players. Um, so he seems to like have more of a handle on, uh, on, on individual uh, rankings of the players mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, I did was out there before. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that, that little, little sheet or that little chart that he came up with. It's, you know, he openly even says, you know, who knows if it's going to be anything, but it's just, it's really interesting to kind of just take a look at. And it's nice to have a whole list of all the guys just kind of ranked, you know, especially when you're, when you're looking well, at the draft. Well, just... I used to have a spreadsheet, then he would, he would post it out there every once in a while for people to, to kind of see and use when they were doing the, uh, the, uh, the summit draft. Um, Cause it was a really handy tool for that to have all the players for the summit and, and one spreadsheet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what he's doing is it's really, really handy tool. It's really, really cool. Um, I wish I was smart enough to do shit like that, but I'm, I'm a fucking <laughs> dumb fucking blockhead that, that uh, <laughs> wouldn't be able to fucking do it. Um, but uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, used to be the New Jersey Nets, now the Indiana Pacers. Um, and uh, we have uh, 
We have uh, Keebs who probably, I would probably say, of all the GMs in this league, is probably one I'm closest to. You I mean, he's a Notre Dame guy like me. Uh, me and him probably live probably three hours from each other, and I, I would love to get together with a beer for him one day because he just seems like a great dude and great, great dad. Um, so I'm going to throw this over to you about the Pacers. What do you think about the Pacers team and their playoff chances this year, and, and, and what's your ranking on Heaps? Yeah, I mean, I think Heaps, as a GM, has been extremely, extremely successful. You know, and probably not as many titles as he may have as he may have deserved, or at least you know you would think that he would have won. But uh, I think overall, his teams, his consistency in having an extremely solid, you know, to contending team while on never having to tank, or you know, while always bringing in and, and you know selling out assets, I think is 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 great. And I think, you know, obviously when you've got Tyron Lewitt, you know, his current team right now, I think is a very very balanced team. You know, looking at it, you don't have a lot of guys with eye-popping, you know, points per game stats. I think there's just, you know, I think that's probably one of the most interesting things looking at it. But, you know, he's got he's got Lou on his team. I think that alone helps kind of bring them up a few a few wins. And, and really, you know, when you get into the playoffs, that, you know, having a guy like that could be, could be enough. So, you know, I, I think he's one of the contenders. You know, I definitely think that he's, you know, a well-balanced team that he's got guys that can be efficient and that can play and, and – you know, you'd like to see some of their percentages come up and, and maybe get a really kind of a, a, a second secondary guy to really step up and play for him. But like I said, I, I just think that with where you know where his team is now, it's it's solid team. And I think there's a lot to like about it. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I think the one thing just looking at this team, I just think that it definitely has Lou. I mean, it's got Patrick Ewing. Um, you mean, great, real good big, real good point guard. I just don't see a great wing on this team. I don't see a wing that's really going to take over the game. I mean, and I think that's unfortunately what's going to cost them. I mean, I would not be surprised if if Hebes was in the process of trying to work a deal to get maybe um, one of the wings from uh, – Minnesota or, or, or uh, another wing that's maybe sitting out there. I mean, I, I just think that's the spot where he, he's going to need to upgrade. Um, right. Because Shane, Shane Daddy is really starting to show his age. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that's, that's been another, you know, he didn't score a season at the scoring punch last year, but he still had the, you know, the efficiencies, putting up almost 45, 45%, you know, field goal percentage. But this year, you know, you're down to 40 and that's just, you know, that, that that really hurts you, you know, and when you're yeah, counting I mean, on that to be your, you know, your potential second-best player, second-best wing. I, I think Josh Howard was a great find for him um, on a great contract where he's playing good defense on the wing. Um, I think that's a, definitely a person you can win with out there um, as a second or third wing. Um, I just think that he needs to find himself an upgrade over Shane Daddier. I mean, Ultimately, I think that's what it boils down to. You mean um, now, Nicholas Tikshitsik? I mean, well, it sounded interesting a little bit earlier, but um, it looks like he gave him some more playing time, and he, his field goal percentage really shit the bed over the last. So, so I don't know <laughs> if he's got anything there with Shitovitz, um, where the where the fuck his name is. Um, 
fucking Russian. He just needs to go back to Russia. I mean, Mother Russia needs to call him back. Uh, he's shooting fucking 40%. Um, he's a 7-1 I mean, small forward. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I really think he needs a wing. I mean, if he gets a wing to that roster, I think it makes it a lot better. Um, it, I, I have a hard time as hard as it sounds, I have a hard time calling him a contender, unfortunately, with I mean, actually, with Tyrone Lou, you are a contender. He's one of the best point guards in the league. So, yes, I would right. label him a contender. Um, but I just like other teams in the Eastern Conference over him. I mean, if he fixes that wing, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely change my tune of how I feel on the team. Him and the GM, um, I would probably give him a rating of about nine, just because he's fucking ruthless. I will never in my life, never, ever in my life, ever give him one of my first-round draft picks. Will never, ever, ever, ever fucking happen again. Because it's like fucking dealing with the devil. I mean, it will never, ever happen again that I'll give him one of my first-round Give him another team's first-round? Sure, have at it. I mean, I'll make a fucking deal with you. But if it's involving my first round, not a chance in fucking hell. Um, just because, I mean, it's it's the worst, trying to get your draft pick back. It's the worst thing in the world that I ever would want to go through. So um, now we're going to move yeah. on to the Cavaliers, and, and I think this is your guy, um, Sean, uh, who I think is coming out to, uh, to, uh, to watch a soccer game with you. Uh, I know he's a big soccer fan, even though he spells his name the wrong fucking way. It's S E A N. It's A U N, Sean. Get it fucking right. Um, so, uh, what's your thoughts on this team? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk about him tearing it down. What are your thoughts here? I mean, there's a lot of. It's interesting just because of what he's been able to to put together in a rebuilding year. I think is is interesting. Um, Obviously, his main goal, although he doesn't own his pick this year, so I think that's kind of the the, the interesting side story to this whole thing is he's got a lot of nice pieces. You know, when, when you have Prince and then the way Kyle Corver's playing this year, you know, you still got you know you still got Alonzo Mourning putting up solid numbers. You know, extremely high efficiency, three and a half blocks a game, over ten rebounds a game. So again, I mean, individual pieces. You know, this is a team that long term obviously is not something you know he wants to stick with, but. And they're here and right now, you know, it's a team that's competing and, and doing well. You know, I think obviously over the next, you know, uh, over the next few sims and before the trade deadline, this team is very likely to look extremely different, you know. But, again, I just like what Sean has done in a very quick time frame in terms of, you know, taking a couple older players, you know, turning those for assets, you know, doing smartly into free agency and, and signing some guys and, you know, really flipping everything and, and putting it into a position where it just – you know, he's got a lot to offer a lot of people, and I think there's definitely, it seems, a market for it. So, you know, but overall, long-term, I mean, I know I don't think this team's anywhere near a contender. I don't think that's what he's trying to do. Um, you know, I just like I said, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see Sean transition, with, especially getting all these assets. Okay. Well, what's your ranking as a GM? Um, probably six and a half. I'll bump it to seven just because he's an OSU guy and, and, and a fun guy to talk to and play people with. So oh. we'll bump it up to a seven. The OSU bump. <laughs> Jesus. You fucking OSU guys stick together, man. 
Um, no, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think this is a long-term team. I think that just because he doesn't own his pick, he was trying to throw shit together just to make devalue his pick. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see what he gets in turn for um, Prince and, uh, and Corver, which I think he's going to end up trading. Um, and, and somebody chatted in that, that that's a done deal, that uh, Prince and, and Corver are going to go to the Washington Bullets. Um, so that sounds like something that's going to be done here soon. Uh, which is going to be very, very interesting to see how the Bullets look after that. Um, right. Their Twin Towers, Prince, and Corver. Um, um, and uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what he gets back in return for that, um, what he nets. Um, but uh, so definitely not a contender, but I, as a GM, I would give him a solid six. Uh, I think that's a fair ranking. I mean, he hasn't won a championship, I mean, he hasn't, um, I mean, a lot of disappointing years in Cleveland, um, his, his team's only, almost mirroring the real Cleveland franchise, um, but, uh, yeah, so I'd give him a solid six, I think that's a fair rating for him. Um, that's fair enough. We'll go to the Hornets now, who the Hornets, uh, uh, they're a season removed from winning the championship. Um, they're sitting at 15 and 13 right now. Uh, what do you think of uh, this Hornets team, and, and what do you think about Fekta as a GM? Fekta's, uh, he's a great guy. He's came in and seemed to pick up the league pretty quickly, and, and I think he put together this team, you know, and, and overall I think early returns are. I think he's been a great addition to the league. You know, th- this team I think is definitely – a a bit of a surprise. Um, I think some underperformers. I think that $18 million here for, for debt less shrimp right now is, is looking a little bit rough, but you, you know, you hope that he can get back to being a little bit more along the lines of what he, what he was years previous, you know, but yeah, I just think it's been a, a bit of a disappointment for them. I don't think there's any doubt that some of their guys just aren't playing up to what you'd hope them to be, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of surprising and, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, transitioning here moving forward, what he's going to do with it and, you know, where he's going to go from here. But, you know, Vince Carter obviously has just been, you know, uh, an absolute stud on that team. So I think that's been, you know, even even getting better than he was last year overall. So, you know, I think that's that's got to be an encouraging sign. And you just got to hope that Detlef and, and some other guys just kind of pick it up and the team turns the corner. Uh, yeah. Ranking, you know, I think I'd probably put him at a seven. Let's say seven and a half with the with the championship being under his belt. Okay. Um, I mean, I really think that he made the wrong call bringing Dutless back. I thought he should have maybe, I mean, signed Dutless to a shorter contract than what he did. Um, I thought yeah. basically four years, eighteen million a year was a little bit too much. I I don't, I don't think there was a real big market on Dutless. Um, I think he could have probably brought him back for like a one year, nineteen and a half million dollar contract and. You you would have felt a lot better about, I mean, using that as trade bait to maybe, I mean, trade other assets to right. pick up another wing or of some kind. I mean, I mean, if you would have had, um, let's say, maybe moved out La Shrimp for to the Western Conference for like a Larry Bird, for example, who is being dangled around by Minnesota right now. 
I mean, you you'd have Bird and Carter together with Delaney Rudd and Paul Gasol. I mean, um, that would be a heck of a team to put together. I mean, I just think that contract was a little bit a little bit bad to sign. Um, I, I didn't think he needed to sign them to a long deal like that. So I, I just don't think there was a market for him. Um, but um, as a uh, as a you mean general manager, I, I'd give him a solid six and a half, seven, um, somewhere in that range. Um, I, I think he does a really good job. I mean, he's really active, knows his shit. Um, um, but uh, I, I, I think he's kind of like me where, I mean, he's still getting a hold of handle on all of this, and he's trying to, I mean, figure out what to offer people and, and uh, what's a fair offer and what's not a fair offer. And, and I think he got bit a little bit on that contract, and that's going to kind of hamstring him a little bit uh, moving forward. Um, so we have, after that we have, oh, God. How the fuck is this team 17 and 19? The Chicago Bulls. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? 17? Seriously? They're fucking 17 and 19. How the fuck did that happen? Mike Bibby uh, just carried him along. Who's their backup point guard? guard? He doesn't have a backup point guard. I know. Like I was just looking at that. So backup point is guard is whoever the fucking... Po- Let's take a look at his fucking depth chart. Who the fuck is he playing the backup point guard? Does he even set, set a depth chart? I mean, now I'm fucking curious. How the fuck is he doing this? With one point guard. You need one more player on your roster. He's playing... Strickland. Strickland. Where is Strickland? Strickland is listed as a shooting guard. Well, Rod Strickland was a point guard at DePaul. Um, he might want to move him to point guard. Um, would be first thing I would probably recommend him. But okay, um, Chicago Bulls, lip contender, free tender. What do you think of his team chances, and what do you think of his, him as a GM? I mean, I think it's. Based on both of our reactions, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious that he's he's probably just a pretender. I, I don't looking at this roster and looking at what he's got. It's I don't understand how he is as good as he is. But yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's anything there that long term or even in the the short term this season that there's anything that's going to really carry him. I, you know, he'll probably fall back here pretty soon. So I, I go with. I don't even know much, if anything, about Lip. I barely had any interactions with him and. Always forget that the Bulls are even around. So you know, I'll give him a four and a half, a five, just for that reason. Just because there's not much that I can remember him doing or you know being around for. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't get it. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at this team, and I just don't fucking get how they won this many games. I mean, what the fuck, you Eastern Conference? How the fuck did a roster like this win 17 games already? There's two games under 500, for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ. I mean, holy shit. I mean... Pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, this team is fucking awful. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm 
just look. I'm. I was expecting to talk about him a little bit later. I mean, I'm surprised I'm seeing him this early in the fucking Central Conference. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm flabbergasted. Um, team's horseshit. Uh, not going anywhere. Um, I mean, Bibby, he, he's wasting Bibby's years. I mean, Bibby's 27. He should be trying to trade Bibby. Um, I, I would give him a solid two as a GM, um, just because I mean I don't know shit about him. Doesn't really get active. Doesn't really try to learn. Doesn't try to do anything. Um, so I'd give him a solid two. Um, so that's that's me being harsh on somebody. Um, so remember that when I'm you guys say I'm all fucking rainbows and whatever. Um, we'll go to the Fort Wayne Pistons now. Um, so I have no idea who the fucking manager of the Pistons are. Who? GB. GBG. Who is this? Oh, G. GBG. Okay. You fucking people changing your fucking team name. You got to confuse the shit out of it. Um, obviously not a playoff team. What's your thoughts of uh, him as a GM? Uh, GB, obviously... Great guy. I enjoy the the Michigan banter that we have between the two of us. Um, he's always able and willing. Uh, I think – I don't know if it's bad luck, bad drafting, but I just feel like he's been in a never-ending state of rebuild here for quite a while. Although I think that uh, getting getting a guy like Mitch Redman and what he's doing right now is, is just absolutely phenomenal. So I think that's – it's uh, that's a great building block. So it's just, I think it's time to – Hopefully, start pouring some resources into getting some guys that can they can surround him, you know. But he's just got a lot of he got a lot of young rookies or young guys that are just you know. You hope to see some of them develop because you know I think it's time. It, at least you think that he could start turning this around and and start building a contender and getting a team that actually can make the playoffs and and be in the picture. But right now, you know, GVG, uh, he had the dynasty run, although everybody attributes that to suit. But that, like I said, that was before me, so. I'll do a solid six and a half just because I like the guy. Okay. Um, obviously not a contender. Um, he's got one really piece that I like on his team, which is uh, Mitch Richmond, um, who in my 25 for 25 today, I mean, I, I didn't rate all that highly up there just because, I mean, his defense is a huge, huge question you mean a C average defense, average in a steal and point one block per game. You I mean his obviously his offense is off the charts. It's something you could definitely build around, but that's all he has in his roster. I mean, everything right. else in his roster is fucking garbage. Uh, he's he's got he's got absolutely nothing else going for him. I mean, other than a guy that yeah, can't I mean, play that's... defense on the way. Um the only thing you could say that he has going for him is he's got he's got his picks, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you gotta hope he stays you stay bad just so you can. But yeah, it's not like he was a team that every season was. I mean, in the conference championship, he was consistently hovered around the playoffs or out of the playoffs, and, and that was tank that seemed to go on forever. Um, I, I would probably give him a five um, as, as a GM just because I haven't 
seen things consistently from him. You I mean, I think he's a great guy. I love talking to him. I mean, um, don't don't take that the wrong way. You, you, I think you're a swell of a guy. I mean, he's a guy that I love to talk to. Um, I have no problems shooting the shit with. But unfortunately, I mean, um, and again, I mean, real life might get in the fucking way. Um, and it happens to all of us at times. I mean, but uh, but yeah, I'd give you a solid five right now. Um, I think that uh, uh, your, your roster is definitely lacking right now. Um, but uh, we'll move on to from the Fort Wayne Pistons to Duck and the Milwaukee Bucks, the Duck Bucks. Um, obviously, again, not a playoff contender, not a team that's right. a champion. Um, what's your what's your what's your feelings at Duck? Um, I just I, another guy I don't really know much about. Wasn't he in the league earlier with another team? Who did he have before? Uh, Duck had – Duck – oh, God. If memory serves me right, Duck's a football coach, and he coaches and, and he teaches. And when the football season comes around, he universally will leave – he'll annually leave the league around the football season when he's coaching just because he doesn't have the time for it. And then he comes okay. back after the football season ends. Um I'm trying to remember who he had before. Um, God, I can't remember. He's had, he's, I think he's, this is his third stint, I want to say, with his third difference. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess that kind of answers, answers the question that you had. I, you know, I don't really know too much about him. His team, you know, I, I just don't, you know, don't really see a lot there to kind of build off of. You know, they're not very good. There's really nothing there. I mean, you've got Carmelo, obviously, but you know that's that's offense without a whole lot of defense, you know, to offer and bring to the table. And you know, he doesn't really have a point guard to really speak of, and you know, nothing to speak of in terms of big men. I think Justin Patton looks like a, a solid player, you know, and and could be really good, you know, on a contender. But I think on this team, he's just just sort of wasting away. There's there's really not offering a lot. So you know, overall rankings on Duck just. Because I really don't know much about him, I'll just stick it at a five. Okay. Um, Doc's a cool dude. Um, really good dude. Um, again, you I mean he's another guy where I think real life gets in the way, and I mean you just want to kind of hang around the league and be around the league and do it. Right. Um, I can respect that. Um, I mean, because I know you I mean with. I freaking job. I mean, there's sometimes I'm pulling my hair out when I'm even trying to look at a box score during the day because I just don't have the fucking time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but this team, I mean, I, I really like Justin Patton. I think, I think he's a really, really good player. Um, Mello, I, I don't think as much. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Duck owns all of his future picks, so I don't think that's a worry or concern. So I think he could rebuild if needed, and I think he's going to uh, hopefully make some good picks to make him better. Uh, I would probably stick with a round of five just because I think time constraints with him, just knowing him as an individual, um, the times that I've been able to talk to him, and I, I think that restricts him more than anything else. Right. Um, but no, I, I, like, yeah, I, I love Justin Penn. I think he's a very solid player. He's, you know, it, 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 decent contract for a big. I just, like I said, I think him being 
the player on a team is probably not what you want. Him being, you know, a third, fourth, fifth no, option. Yeah, right. You, you never want your team to be centered around a big. I mean, I, I think that's probably pretty obvious. Um, and the last team in the Eastern Conference, and then we can start going on to the best conference, which is the Western Conference, um, is going to be um, former um, commissioner when I first my first stint in the league, which is Odin, and his Memphis Bobcats. So obviously, not a contender, but what's your rankings on Odin? Odin's a hot and cold guy for me. He just he can be great to talk to, and sometimes he's just, <laughs> you know, not great to talk to. But I think it's been, I think I've similar to what I said, kind of about MJ. Just he's more active. It's just it just seems, or I should say GBG more so, but just kind of a never-ending rebuild. I just don't recall ever seeing the Memphis Bobcats be a contender or even you know a legitimate playoff team that you know can make a deep run and. You know, he, he stole Josh Jackson. He's, you know, he's very high in Karam Butler, who does look good. So I, it's going to be fun and interesting to see him, you know, take the two what I think are strong building blocks and, and carry that out and, and see if he can put a team together, you know, for the first time that I can remember. So, um, you know, I'll stick it at a five and a half. That kind of be my ranking. Okay. That's um, fair. Um, I really like Rex Chapman. Um I really like Josh Jackson. Um, I wish he would have responded to me because I, I would have held off the day 90 to acquire Josh Jackson before picking up uh, uh, Danny Granger because I really, really like Josh Jackson a lot. Um, I mean, I, I think Chapman, um, Jackson, Keith Van Horn, that's a really good young core that he's got there. Um, I mean, if he can get a few good bigs, I mean, that can, um, that would make that team really, really interesting going into the future. I mean, I really think he can go from being a frickin' uh, team that's won one game on the season to being a playoff contender. If he loaded up on the defensive end and got defensive players in there, but obviously I know that he's looking to tank another year because I, I think he wants to get Sexton. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he transitions from here. Um, so I, I think he's doing exactly what he wants to do, um, which I think is a credit to him. Um, so I'm going to give him a solid six and a half um, for where he's at right now uh, with what he's wanting to do. Um, but I, I again, I mean, this goes longer than obviously – but I, I, I see an end game and plan here. I mean, I, I think I've heard, because I think Sexton's an Alabama guy, and his plan was he wanted to be have Sexton on his team, and I think that was a target. So hopefully he gets Sexton, gets his Alabama guy, ends his tank, gets the defensive things, gets the defensive players, and then all of a sudden we're talking the next season or two about Memphis as a playoff team. Very well. uh, but now we're going to switch to the Western Conference, and we'll start with the Midwest Division. And oh shit! Okay, um, I guess we got to go at this team, um, which is uh, the Utah Jazz, um, <laughs> sitting at top of the uh, the Midwest uh, at twenty three and nine. Um, Magic, what are your thoughts on the Jazz and uh, 
the dickhead that runs them STL? Um, shit, they're probably going to lose in the first round, and I'd give them a one, but no. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a solid team. You know, we, we talked about it earlier. I think the Oloa Candy uh, trade was it just gives you a, an extremely, extremely solid and, and really good front line. And, and again, you know, I, I think if you, if, if you can get Candy's field goal percentage up, if that would just come up to his, uh, his, his you know, career average, that would be a really good indicator and, and you'd have two efficient bigs that are blocking and rebounding like crazy. You know, you've got a good solid backup in Kwame and, you know, I think he's doing what you would hope him to do, you know, getting almost 10 rebounds, you know, almost two and a half blocks. So, you know, I think that's what you'd want from the backup and then, you know, getting Granger, you know, having that wing depth, you got two solid wings, you know, that can, uh, you know, you'd like to see probably a little more defense from, from them, but, you know, really, really, what you like, and then, and then, obviously, you know, with uh, with with Dunn, you know, he's he's having a heck of a season, and I'd like to see, obviously, his turnovers come down a bit, but you know, he he's scoring efficiently, really good three point percentage, and and you know, distributing the ball almost twelve or twelve assists a game. So, you know, I definitely think a contender, you know, and and you know, I, I think I would say probably over the last what five to seven some years, you know, you've what I think is really stepped up to be an upper tier GM. You know, you, you had your core, you got, you got bird, you won your title and then kind of, kind of deconstructed it. And then now you've put together once again, you know, another solid core. So I think it's been a, a solid, you know, last, you know, 10 sim years for you. So uh, I would stick it at probably, you know, like an eight and a half or a nine for you right now. It's just how you've been rolling along. No. Wow. Thank you. Uh, you're making me blush a little bit. Um, Obviously, no. I, I like the team. I like the team as constructed. I mean, I, I like Danny Granger. I mean, I think he was being misused. Um, um, and I think I got him for really, really good value, which we obviously we didn't talk about the trade because we had some soup come in. We had soup come on, and then uh, we wanted to talk to him for a little bit and, and not bore him with trade talk. But you know, I thought I got Danny Granger at a great value at two uh, future firsts that were uh, – Neither of my picks. I think I got it for one Dallas pick and one Kings pick um, and expiring salaries. Um, so, which again, I think it's just two trades that you've made, uh, which I think is just perfectly indicative of, you know, the skill that you're showing right now is you didn't really give up too much, if anything, you know, especially of your own future flexibility. And here yeah. you sit, you know, with, with two very useful guys that I think can very well help propel you to, you know, the upper tier and, and even to a championship. So I think it's yeah, some solid moves for you. Yeah, but the thing that I saw with Granger was, and he's, I think he's had one or two sims with me so far. Um, I mean, in, uh, in uh, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies did not have him as a scoring option, and they were using him as small forward. Um, at the time that I got him, his, re, his scoring was around right around 19 points, um, and his rebounds were about six and a half. Um, I switched him from small forward to shooting guard and moved Jalen Brown from shooting guard to small forward. Um, and Jalen Brown stayed about where he was. I mean, his rebound came down slightly from moving to small forward. Um, from I think it was about ten rebounds to nine and nine nine and a half right now. Um, but Danny Granger has moved up from. 19 points per game up to 21.1. So he's so far in about two cents. He's, he's increased his point production by two points and increased his rebound by about a half, rebound and a half a game um, from where he was when I acquired him. 
Um, so I, I really think that Danny Granger was really just being misused in, in, with the Grizzlies. I, I think that him going to shooting guard, him becoming the scoring option, uh, is really going to increase those numbers. I think by the end of the season, you're going to see him around 25 points per game, and I think you're going to see him around eight and a half, nine rebounds per game, which at a shooting guard is, is really, really good uh, to have especially when he's blocking over a block a game. Um, so um, for myself, I give myself a solid three or four as a GM just because I know I'm fucking retarded. Uh, and I'm the hardest on myself. Um, but uh, enough talk about the Jazz, I mean, because people will fucking complain and say fucking mean words about me. Let's go on to the San Antonio Spurs, which, um, fuck, Timmy PG, I think, is fucking running them now, right? Some guy named Timmy. Um, isn't that a retard in South Park? Timmy! I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're 20 and 9. Um, what do you think about the Spurs team? What do you think about Timmy? I mean, I like them. I think top to bottom, they're they're a good team. I think they're balanced. They've got, you know, a nice a nice set of bigs that are getting rebounds and blocks, you know, at an extremely high rate, which I think is is necessary. And I think Jameson is a nice complimentary piece. And and obviously going out and getting Monte else. And you know, now you've got two guys out at the guard spot that that really can can help carry your team. And and I think Lonzo is having just having a phenomenal year. And I think. You know he's probably only going to get better than the fact that he's you know 24 and and, and young. So uh, I think he's a legitimate shot. I think he's he's probably up there in the West in terms of being a, a real contender. So you know I, I think as a GM, you know this team is essentially built by Bruns. It just seems that way. Obviously he traded for Monte, but there's probably a lot of help involved. So you know I'm just going to leave it for the time being at a five, just you know because he's he's an unknown at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um... I, I really didn't like the Monte Ellis deal, in all honesty, because, I mean, he's really an undersized shooting guard. He, he's never going to be a point guard um, with with his turnovers. Um, I mean, I guess his rebounding, now that I look at it, it's probably not that bad for a shooting guard at six and a half rebounds per game. You can get away with that. Um, one and a half, one and almost two steals per game and a half block per game. Not bad for a shooting guard, so I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, you mean, I take that back. Um, I just don't think he gave up much to get him, and I think that, you know, maybe what Bender and Ingram were probably the, you know, but those guys hadn't really done too, too much to this point. I think Monte Ellis is more of a known quantity, especially with the team that you've got built up. I think you know, getting a known quantity was probably better for him, but, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think he gave up too much to get him. Yeah, I mean... I really think he needs to shore up his bigs. His bigs are 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 not that uh, are not that good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think he would probably need to shore up that a little bit. Um, I, I definitely think he's a contending team. Um, I'm just not completely sold on Monte Ellis as as a shooting guard of the team of a team that's going to win the championship. Um, again, I mean, I, I don't know him too much too well, I should say. Um, I'd probably give him, 
I'd probably stick around your rating as a five with them, um, just because I don't, I, I don't, I don't have the information. You mean that the book's yet to be written? Uh, but we'll move on to the Houston Rockets, which um, Houston is what uh, it's more to done, right? The WTD. That's correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Houston Rockets team and in uh, uh, WTD? Uh, I think he's. I think he's one of the better GMs. I think he's his ability to snag guys in free agency and, and you know put together a competitive team, especially over the last you know five seven years, has been really good. And, and obviously you know having Richard Lewis is going to help that out as well. He's he's a stud. And you know again, I, I think this is a very very good team. I think this has got three wing players that can go up against anyone in any single series, and, and I think can beat them. So I think he's a true contender. You know I worry. Probably a bit with his bigs. You know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of depth there where if one guy goes down, you, you know, you could potentially be losing a lot. But they're, you know, the, the, Amir Johnson alone was, you know, those guys essentially take no shots, you know, and just get rebounds and blocks. So, you know, I think that would just be the only thing for for him moving forward is just, you know, depth, making sure that his top guys stay healthy and, you know, making sure that nobody gets hurt because I, I think he might be a little bit thin behind them. But if they stay healthy, I think this is a team that can beat anybody. In terms of GMing, you know, I'd probably stick him at an eight. You know, like I said, he just seems to be on top of it and have competitive teams more often than not. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I mean, I would probably, I mean, Dylan Brooks, I mean, he was a guy that I remember looking at in free agency this year and go, and I, and I was looking at him going, should I max this guy? Should I max this guy? I mean, I, I was looking at a lot of stuff, and I was going, God, I mean, 46% the previous season from 44%, 47% the season before, and then I was looking at three-point percentages. I'm going, well, those trend upwards. And, and I was looking at his blocks per game and his steals, and I'm like, okay, and his rebounding numbers look good in previous seasons. I'm going, God, this guy's almost – a max worthy player, but I, I couldn't pull the trigger myself. I couldn't, I, I think I offered him 8 million with a 10. I think I offered him about the same amount of money that I offered uh monk, uh, 8 million with a 10% rate increase. And, uh, uh, I mean, and he came through for, through for work, uh, WD. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's a phenomenal player. I mean, this is – I mean, you look at his wings. I mean, Rashard Lewis, 26 years old. I mean, doing what he's doing. Dylan Brooks, 25 years old. Chris Paul, 28 years old. I mean, he's got a core that's going to be really competitive over a long period of time. Um, yep. So, I, I definitely a contender for this season. I, I would probably lean eight and a half, nine for him just because I, I loved a lot of the things that he that he did early on with one year signing, especially with like Amir Johnson. I, mean, I think that's, I think Amir is a really good defensive big to have on your lineup. Um, he's done a real good job of keep bringing them back on like with these one year contracts. Um, and uh, uh, he, I think it's, he needs to maybe find another big, um, I mean, so it's, it's going to be interesting, but I give him a solid eight and a half um, as a GM. You know, I think he's done a tremendous job. Um, 
So we'll move now to, um, actually, this is actually one of my, a guy that I really like, too poor. Um, I love reading his posts on the main board. He cracks me up. Um, he's a really, really <laughs> good sense of humor guy. I, I like too poor a lot. Um, uh, he's a really good dude. Um, so I'm going to throw this at you about the Kansas City Kings. Um, what do you think about uh, their chances in the playoffs, and what do you think about two four? Um, two four, he, he's been a pleasant, I guess, readdition to the team, uh, or, or is to the league, I should say. So I enjoyed, you know, the conversations in Vance with him and shout. So I, I think he's a good guy there. Um, in terms of the team, you know, it's, Leaves a lot to be desired, I feel like. You know, I think that just, you know, obviously they've got LeBron James and everything starts and finishes there, and he's just out of this world, you know, such a great player. And, you know, beyond that, you know, I think looking at, at what he has, you know, is a situation where, you know, I don't know if there's a clear number two on the team that, you know, you can lean on. I think he's got obviously Larry Hughes and Kyle Austin, who both of them are, you know, you know good players, solid players, you know, in some sense, efficient players, but you know, I, I think just going back to it, if they, you know, if they get into a series against you know the Houston Rockets, can they contend? And, and and I just I don't think they can keep up even with LeBron James. So, you know, I think they're they're a team that obviously I think is strong enough to make the playoffs. You know, because of LeBron, you know, doing much outside of the first or second round, I just I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, and in terms of Tupori, you know, I think he's been like I said a a solid contributor here up to this point. So I would stick him at, you know, just kind of seven and a half. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I think LeBron James is the best wing you really have in this league. Um, he's the most complete player. Um, maybe over two and a half blocks per game, um, or I'm sorry, 2.3 blocks per game, shooting 51%, 40% from three point thirty four points per game, 8.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists. 1.8 steals. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's just a <laughs> yep. fucking ridiculous. I mean, what he can do. Um, I mean, he's got a really good big that I think sounded starting to get up there in age and, and Benjamin, um, um, which is making me happy that I kind of sold off when I did on him and I didn't resign him to another big contract because um, uh, he's now – his efficiency starting to really starting to decline. He's only shooting at 41% right now. For, well, 42. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, I think this is a contending team. I mean, I, I just don't know if he's got the point card to do it. I mean, this is, a, a league that's really dominated by point guards. I mean, I mean, if you look through, you I mean who's won championships? It's pretty much been teams with solid, good point guards. And I just this Agreed. team just doesn't have it, unfortunately. Um, I mean, if he were to make a move and he were to bring back a point guard of some kind, then good point guard with LeBron, yeah. I mean, Sign me up. That, that's championship team. I, I just don't know if Kyle, Kyle Austin is a point guard that's going to win you a championship. I, I, I just, unfortunately, I don't see it. I agree. Um, um, so I'll give him, I mean, 
I'd give him a solid seven because uh, I think he's done his best to bring good teams around. He's made good moves. Um, um, I mean, it's not like he's lost a lot of his future over what he's done. Um, but uh, I, I think he's going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. And I, unfortunately, I don't know if that's good enough to win a championship. Um, we'll go on to um, Dallas Mavericks, which is actually run by Dirk, who is, um, I think, roommates with Soup still, if memory serves me right, uh, or if my information is correct. Um, there was some talk that Wink Wink and Nod Nod that Soup was running the Mavericks, but I don't think that is the case. Um, what uh, what do you think of uh, this Mavericks team, and what do you think of uh, of uh, of Dirk? Um, that's that's a fun guy. I mean, I've had some interactions with him, and they've all been pleasant. So don't mind that. Uh, I, I think this team is. Overall, just just at this particular point, it's just kind of the middle of the road. I think they're a team that can get in the playoffs, but I think it's probably a quick exit in the first round. Just you know, I, I, obviously Gerald Henderson is, is is a really good player. You know, having a, in a really good year. You know, and but I, I think you know the Chet Walker. You know that. You know his numbers come down. You know, and you're paying him a max contract. You know, he, he's still a very solid player. You know. And, Probably better suited as as a third wheel than the number two, and then obviously he's got suit. But I, I just don't think they have the collection, or he has a collection of talent right now that can really contend for anything long term, you know. But I, like I said, I like some of the individual pieces. But in terms of dirt as a GM, you know, they get the six and a half, right about there. Okay. Um, I mean, I really like uh, I really like. Sim Soup, I, I think he's going to be a really good big that I admitted for my top 25 of 25 and under, which was a definitely a mistake on my part. I, I he definitely should have been in that included in that list somewhere. Um, obviously, I mean Gerald Henderson was my point guard for a long, long time. Um, I, I like Gerald Henderson, but I think I'm surprised at the numbers he's putting up. Um, I thought that. Uh, his efficiency would come down slightly, um, but he, he, he's still scoring well. Um, Chet Walker, I was a little bit uneasy about his max contract signing, but I feel I felt at the time when I signed it that um, that somebody was going to sign him to a max contract just because of what he did with me, and, and I wanted to try to keep the core of Chet and Henderson and Bird together for another season. And, well, they're, just on, they're still together, just on another team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I definitely don't think this is a contending team, unfortunately. I, I just don't I, – I don't think Chet's good enough on the wing to carry the team, and I don't think um, Henderson, you mean, even though, I mean – even though his field goal percentage is up there, his three-point percentage is dropping. and yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think this is a contending team. I'm going to call him the pretender. Um, Dirt, he mortgaged a lot of his future to pick up what he has. Um, and I, I just don't know if it's good enough to get him there. Um, I'm going to give him a solid six as a, a GM. 
um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so let's move on to Aoi and the Minnesota Timberwolves, which, Aoi, you're a fucking faggot for taking Larry Bird. Um, I'm just going to do that before Magic gets into his tidbit. Um, what do you think of this 13 and 15 Timberwolves? Uh, I think it's, you know, really, this is, really looking at his roster, I think it's more surprising than anything else. I think on paper, when you when you look at this collection of talent, you would think that they would be a lot better, and, and over the course of the rest of the season, they very well may, you know, but you've got Curry, you've got Bird, you've got Long, and you've got Willard, you know, all those guys. And, and really, I wouldn't say a single one of them is having what would be perceived as a bad year, and I think that's even more surprising just in terms of, you know, their overall record, you know. So I, I think that's been that's been surprising in terms of AOE and, and and a uh, kind of a ranking for them. You know, I would say six and a half to a seven. You know, I haven't seen anything do anything spectacular, but, you know, I think he's done some good things, you know, overall. Okay. Um, looking at this team, I mean, he's – I think with, I think the biggest problem with this team is that he's relying on Tyler Zeller and uh, Mark Jackson to play his second and third big. Um, yeah, they're just and there's no blocks there, and there's just nothing. Yeah, there's just no defense being played, and, and Tyler Zeller is putting up shots and taking shots away from Bird and John Long and and uh, Damian Lillard. Um, he's just taking shots away from those three. Um, is ultimately what's happening, um, and he's shooting 39% from the field um, while putting up 9.8 points per game. He's so, 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 unfortunately, that's just, I mean, affecting his roster. I mean, um, I mean Tyler Zoller's just fucking awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he should be your fourth or fifth big on your fucking roster that you have to use in case of an injury. He shouldn't be a right. guy that you're putting out there for, for minutes. Uh, I agree. On a significant basis. So his team, why struggling? I, I think it's because he, he, he doesn't have defensive bigs or he doesn't have bigs that are rebounding and playing defense. I, I think he's got bigs that are taking shots away from um, Bird and Long and and uh, and Damian Lillard. I think that's the big issue with this team. Um, I think from the sounds of it, it sounds like uh, he, he's going to look to rebuild. Um, he's going to look to move some of these pieces. Um, wish I would have fucking known that before I traded for uh, uh, Granger. Traded. Yeah, Granger, but um, oh well. Um, but still, um, I would probably give him. I mean, he hasn't won a championship. I'd give him a solid five and a half, uh, just because. I mean, he hasn't won a championship. He stole fucking Larry Bird from me. He's a fucking asshole for fucking stealing Larry Bird from me. Fucking <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I fucking offered Larry Bird nineteen and a half flat over seven years, and he fucking takes that fucking deal. Fucking jaggle. Uh, so okay, uh, it wasn't even a fucking max deal that fucking AOE gave him either. I mean, he took a fucking. 
Oh, forget it. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> now we got the New Orleans Pelicans owned by Billy King, obviously not a playoff team. This Billy King gives me a fucking headache. So what do you think of this Billy King? Uh, I think the team is trash. I think he doesn't really have any grasp on what is or what and how to build a good team and, and what's what actually has value. You know, so I think he's going to have a steep, steep learning curve. And, you know, unless he is willing to kind of forget a lot of the other things he's learned in some of his other sim leagues that he's apparently in. So, you know, I think he's probably at about a three and a half to four right now. You know, at least he's active and around. Okay. Um, I think he's a fucking idiot. I mean, I I really was hoping, uh, holding hope that it was fucking Soup playing the game with us, that he was actually Billy King and this was his way to get back in the league. But he's a fucking idiot. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, mean I, I don't know. I mean, I'll give him a solid three and a half. Um, I mean, just... I mean, he wanted more from me for Tim Thomas than what I got, you know, I mean, Granger for. I mean, that's fucking stupid. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I was open in talking about Tim Thomas, but then when he wanted multiple, multiple firsts, I'm like, serious? For this guy? So, okay. Fuck it. Uh, I, I'll give him a solid three and a half. I mean, just because he's a fucking dipshit. Um, I enjoy the SP. I enjoy the the hate you're spewing these last couple last couple GMs. It's quite the quite the difference uh, from what. Uh, <laughs> well, you should see the beers lined up on the table right now. I mean, I'm is there there through some of your answers. I've actually been walking to the fridge and getting another beer. I'm actually eight into it right now uh, through the podcast. This is my eighth beer that I've started. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 starting to feel it, uh, feeling the burn. Um, but we're now going to move on to the Seattle Supersonics, uh, which used to be the fucking Sixers. Which fuck you, you fucking asshole! Jesus fucking Christ! Changing your fucking team names, um, which is face on um, or fuss on or the fucking however you say it. Um, What's your thoughts on the Sonics and uh, Hassan? I think he's obviously an extremely good GM. I think he he always has a plan in what he's doing and and is able to probably better than anyone else execute on that plan. Um, I think the team that he has is is a really, really solid and and good team. Obviously, when you've got Ridenauer, you've got Havlicek and and Paul Pierce, you know, I think – Along with Chris Bosch, who's who's having you know uh, another outstanding year, so uh, I think it's a good team. I think it's a, a deep team. I think he's got some guys on there that you know, if need be, you know, he he's got some good depth and and really you know true contender as you know Fasan always is. You know he he's going to put together a good team and you know overall I, I think he's one of the highest rated. You know, it probably like a nine and a half in terms of of what he can do and what he consistently puts out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, in all honesty, I mean, he was a guy that I reached out to a ton when when I was trying to understand things better. I mean, and he's kind of shut that line of communication down with me because he said he wanted to take a step back from Sim League and 
um, which I don't know if it was that or if he was just more annoyed with my consistent fucking barrage of questions that I would throw his way. Um, but he, he really is a good dude. I mean, I remember, um, God, this is years ago when I first got back into Sim League. Um, I, my, 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 one of my daughters got hurt and, um, and, uh, I was in the, in the emergency room with her getting her stitched up and, and, uh, he, talking draft with me and he basically told me I was on the clock and I was saying, Hey dude, you know what? Just what do you think? And I mean and uh I remember sending him a text of my daughter, I mean, after he got stitches giving him a thumbs up and he replied back, She's a true warrior and I mean, really, really good dude. Um, um so I mean I felt really close to him for a while but I mean he took a step back and um I mean, but he, the guy knows his stuff. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, he's, he's a great, great, great GM. He knows what he's doing. I mean, I know he keeps poking jokes at me with his article stuff. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, um, but uh, but uh, I would probably give him a solid nine. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great, great GM. Probably the best in our league at knowing how to put a team together and how to work things and get things done. So I'd give them a solid nine. Um, next team we're going to talk is kind of a polarizing figure um, in the league. Uh, Ian Boyd with his Los Angeles Lakers um, made a lot of trades recently that we really didn't get a chance to discuss. Um, you mean, why don't we circle back to that? You mean, his Lakers team picked up they moved Zach Randolph. They moved out Jason Tatum. Picked up Dirk Nowitzki. Um, they picked up um, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, um, where the big pieces being moved, and they moved out Zaza Pachulia, which I don't think is a big loss. Um, uh, what do you think about his reconstruction of his roster, these trades that he made, and, and where he sits right now? I mean, I really liked it. I just, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I, I, you know, could I haven't, I didn't really get a chance to really dive deep into the trade, but it just, on the surface, seems like he didn't give up a lot to get two really big impact guys, and 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 Dwayne Wade and, and Dirk Nowitzki. You know, I, I for a long time was was trying to get get Dwayne Wade from the Timberwolves, and, and never was able to because I, I thought he was going to be. I really thought that he was going to blossom given the chance and, and given some. Um, given some, you know, some love, which, you know, it really seems like he has, you know. So I, I think I really like the roster. You know, I think might be a year away, you know, from just building up a little bit more depth. But, you know, I think the combo of, of Billups, Wade, and, you know, Marvin Williams is just, you know, a, a one-two-three punch that's just really, really solid. So especially Marvin Williams, who, who I think is, you know, the offensive juggernaut and just a beast. So, Contender, you know, I, 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 it's hard to say. I, I want to see, I want to see a few sims with the roster as constructed. I, I think Davitsky is, is a great piece to put in that front court, you know. So I just want to see how it all fits together. But I think he's definitely got the pieces to be a contender. You know, I think it's just gonna, you know, take a little bit. You know, probably two or three sims before I can really get a good feel on, you know, how far I think this team can go. And in terms of Ian Boyd, you know, he. <laughs> 
I, I like the guy. You know, I, I have fun chatting with him, bantering back and forth. You know, I, I think he's done some good things since he's been back, so I'll put it a solid seven. Okay. Um, I, I I actually like what the trade that he did. Um, I, I like him getting back there. Um, not 100% sold on Dwayne uh, Wade. Um, kind of a little iffy on that uh, portion of the trade. Uh, but I really like Dirk coming back. I mean, I think Dirk um, is a really good, efficient scoring big that's going to rebound, block some shots. Um, and, and he does something that most bigs don't do, which is shoot a three. Um, so um, very, very interesting piece to have in the puzzle. Um, I think you can do a lot of interesting things with him in your in your lineup. Um, Marvin Williams, absolute stud. Still 27 years old, and under uh, team control for uh, another two seasons. So, Chauncey um, Billups, I absolutely love. I mean, I think Chauncey Billups is going to be an outstanding player for a long period of time. Um, I think he's got a ton Cap of potential. situation in two years is going to be interesting. Cause you're going to have Marvin Williams coming off and and Chauncey Billups coming off, along with 20 or 20 million for for Nowitzki and. You know, just making and then already, you know, Dwayne Wade having sixteen million. So that'll be yeah, that'll be interesting. Moving, I, I think two seasons will be interesting. And that Lakers team puts that deals to that salary cap. So yeah, I mean, because literally you're not going to be able to play in, the, in year three. Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Phillips, Max, and Marvin Williams. Right. I mean, you're you're not going to be able to afford all of that. Right. Um, I mean, so so. He's going to be put in an interesting position in year three, but um, obviously that's down the road. Um, I think he's done a real good job with constructing this team. Um, uh, I, I only issue I have is I feel that he tries to be the loudest voice in the room that his opinion is the correct opinion at times. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's not always factual or, or correct. And it's, proven incorrect. Um, I would probably give him a solid six and a half or seven as a GM. Uh, I, I think he does a real good job. I think this is definitely a contending team. I, I think I really like, I really, really like the moves that he's made to construct a team. I, I, like I said, I like Dirk. I'm not 100% sold, 100% sold on Dwayne Wade and and we'll see in year three where that kind of brings his team. Um, now it's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about uh, your Portland Trailblazers, who are sitting at 19 and 15. Uh, which, if you read my 25 for 25, you'll real you read that you got a lot of love. Um, I did. I was a big fan of the 25 under 25. <laughs> uh, you mean Jason D. Williams, which I guess I had the wrong picture uh, for Jason D. Williams, which. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's a white guy, a black guy, or what, but I, mean, I knew he wasn't the white Jason Williams, so I figured he was the black Jason Williams that I Googled. So uh, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to find the right Jason D. Williams and put a picture of him on that article. But I think C is a great, great addition to your team. I think Ben is awesome. Rick Smith, I really, really like. I like the Duncan Dunchman. I really thought he was going to be a great player coming out of this draft, and I thought you got an absolute steal uh, in picking him up. Uh, what did you get him at? Three, was it? 
Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably would have taken him at two, in all honesty, um, just from the write-up um, of what I saw um, from Heaps. I mean, I, I really thought he was going to be, uh, I mean, a no-brainer. Um, obviously, he might have been probably sweating a little bit when when the uh, when the training camp came out and you didn't see much of an improvement. Um, uh, but so far in the season, I mean, the results is, it has been pretty good. What are your thoughts on your team, and what do you give yourself as a ranking? You know, I, I love I love my core, and, and then I, I think it's. You know, I was kind of forced my hand in this year and just trying to, you know, kind of what I said in shout was yesterday or the day before of just this is kind of my year to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. But also, too, just to see what I got, you know, run a real offense with, you know, some some real bigs and, and real lineups, you know, and, and I love it. You know, I think that Williams, Shvi, Bentle, you know, I think those three guys, it really how, how Bentle is playing this year, I just absolutely love. I just think he's, you know, playing – you know, and on top of the re-sign, you know, I, I was stressing in the offseason about what, I, you know, what I wanted to offer him, and then he offers the, the sweetheart re-sign, which I was great about. And, and really, Rick Smith's, you know, from the time that, you know, the season ended and, and I started really looking at the draft, he was the guy that I wanted just because, you know, I had my core three wing players, and, and I really just wanted to try and get a, a dominant center, you know, dominant big man. And, and I just read the profile and, and felt that his profile read a, you know, future elite big man, and that's you know, really what I wanted, you know, and, and I think, again, you know, I'd like to see, you know, Svee's had a, had a great rebound. He's not scoring quite as much, but I think, as you said in your write-up, you know, it's just a situation that you've got two other guys now, three other guys now that are that are all shooting efficiently and, and you know, demanding the ball. So if I've got, you know, all different ways. I, what, I, what I like about my team right now is I check the box scores and, and almost every every game, every other game, I've got one of these different four guys that are just putting up a really good, you know, just high point game and, and just, you know, really going off. So I think that's, you know, so it, obviously, you know, after this year I'll take stock and, and kind of see what I've got. Obviously there's a long way to go, but, you know, I like the core that I've built up and, and you know, I'm excited to start building some depth and, and getting some real big men, some better big men in there. You know, overall my score, you know, I, you know, I've got a couple titles. Obviously the, the second one was, was way more important to me just because I, you know, built that up fully myself and, and felt good about it. I felt like I got unlucky and, both in injuries and just overall catching the, the dump dynasty. So, you know, I put myself in a solid seven, seven and a half. You know, I like what I've been able to do. And, and again, you know, it's my second straight quote-unquote tank that I, that I feel really strong about coming out, coming out uh, the other end of it, feeling really good about my team. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you read my article, you mean you had four players. I mean, four of your starting players in my, in my top 25 under 25. You mean, so obviously you know how I feel about your roster. I mean, um, I, I think you have a really, really good team that you put together. Um, I mean, I, I'm really, really impressed with 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 how you've done it. You've, you, you've really done it. I mean, almost how I feel, almost under the radar. Um, uh, you mean because I mean none of these players were you know, big profile names, and, and and you're putting together all these good assets and this good talent together. Um, so it's, it, it's really going to be interesting to see how you kind of move forward from here. Cause, cause, um, you're, I'm trying to tally the numbers up, but I think you're going to have room this off season to offer a max. Is that right? Can you offer I think a I should. 
Yeah, because I'm only going to have, what, 15, 8.6, you know, 3. Yeah, I mean, I should be able to offer a max. You know, I don't know. You know, it all depends yeah, on what's going to be there. right there where you can offer a max. So if you can get a max player to what you have, like let's right. say that you steal like a Chris Dunn from the Jazz or you can steal um, Simmons from Miami. I mean, I mean, if you can steal a max player in this free agency, oh, my fucking Lord, would your team be stacked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would probably lean to giving you, I mean, just because you, you, you've really – You've really won two championships with different cores, and you've rebuilt another core, which is impressive. Um, so I'd probably give you a solid eight as a GM just by what you've done. I know you get a lot of shit from other people in the league, but I'm going to throw some roses at you. Um, and I'm not doing it because you're on the podcast. I, I'm really, really impressed with uh, with what you've done with building this core as well as uh, uh, getting – getting Arenas and, and Baylor together, which, I mean, phenomenal combo to have. And, and obviously, I mean, you can say what you want about the, the, the championship before that, but you still you still have it under your belt. Right. Um, so I'll give you a solid um, a solid eight, um, just because, I, I, I mean, you've, you've done it a few times now. Um, and it can't be a mistake if you, if you keep doing it over and over again. Um, but we'll move on to the San Diego Clippers, which the San Diego Clippers are fuck who they run by. I don't even know who the fuck the Clippers. Uh, uh, oh, Yawn, Yawn, okay, Yawn and the Clippers. Um, what's your thoughts on the Clippers? What do you think of their 11 and 15 uh, record right now? Their hopes for the playoffs, and what do you give for Yawn as a rating uh, as a GM? Um, you know, I think Young came back, and, and overall, I don't really feel like he's done too much quite yet. So, yeah, you know, I think the rating will be lower just for that reason. But overall, the the roster and what he's got together, just there's not a whole lot there. I mean, obviously, he's got Derek Anderson, who who looks to be like a a very solid to you know guy you can build around. But other than that, you know, it's just it's a shit ton of young guys. You know, it, it looks like a roster that's meant to lose, but for whatever reason, is his one more games than probably most people would have expected. But, you know, again, well, I think that's just you gotta, some... you got to keep in mind the pieces that he's moved away. He, he moved to Alakande to the Jazz. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Him. And then he also moved uh, Minor to uh, to the Washington Bullets. So You're he right. did have two pieces. I mean, since he moved those two pieces, he has lost games. And, and I think that he owns his future picks, if uh, if memory serves me correct. Um, yeah. So I think he's, he's perfectly positioned for a tank and kind of a, a rebuild. And, and I think to start a rebuild and have a guy like, like Derek, Derek Anderson, whether you keep him or whether you, you know, re-sign him and use him as trade base to gain a lot of assets, you know, I think either of those options is going to be great for him, you know. So I think – he, he did a good job to, to jettison the talent that he did have, and, and really, you know, I, I foresee quite a bit of losing here in the future for him. Yeah, no, I agree completely with you. I mean, definitely not a contender. Uh, I think Derek Anderson cracked right at the back of my top 25 of 25 and under. Um, I, I really like him as a player. Um, I think that uh, fish and score, adequate defense, um, 
Well, uh, don't know if he's quite a max level player, though, in all honesty. Um, I think he's more of a guy where you should be able to get him at maybe a, a contract similar to what, of like, what I got Malik Monk for, uh, $8 million, mm-hmm. uh, with a with a slight increase. Yohan uh, is a GM. You I mean, I like him. Uh, I mean, I think uh, this is a couple cents for him. Uh, I mean, um, he pays attention. He's active. I mean, I would probably give him a solid six. Um, um, doesn't have a championship, hasn't really put together consistent playoff teams. That would be my knock on him to put him at a six. Um, so uh, we'll move on now to the Golden State Warriors, which are owned uh, by oh. – <laughs> Okay. This is Taco is a Notre Dame guy. Um, so I got to think positive thoughts for my Notre, Notre Dame brethren. Um, what are your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors and Taco in general? I, I, I mean, I love Taco. I think, I think Taco's a great guy. I think whatever reason, he just gets so much shit for, the, for just the overall roster and, and the construction for all, over all these years. And, you know, I, I really don't know where that originated from, but it's just, you know, there's regularly conversations about, you know, about Xavier McDaniel, about Henson, Lucas, you know, Dirk, the, the Dirk you know, Dick McGuire, all that. You know, I think in terms of building a roster, I think he's done a very good job of consistently having a team that doesn't suck, which, you know, may sound kind of like a, like a joke and a, and a, a, a side, uh, like a, a, some, some shit talking, but, you know, there's something about having a team that, you know, maybe won't ever really win it, but, you know, you're not necessarily terrible, you know, if that's if that's the route you want to go. But it should be interesting. I, I don't I don't fully agree with, with, with the trades that he recently made. You know, I think Dirk is a hell of a player. And, you know, obviously getting, you know, Zebo back is, is going to help soften that blow a little bit, even though he's having an extremely down year, so to speak. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think Taco is – solid probably like six and a half you know I, I don't uh, he hasn't put together any dominant team and you know I, I think these next year to two sim years is going to be very big for him and just determining kind of where his team goes and what direction they're in well I mean the direction that they should go is down in all honesty. right he really needs to tear this down rebuild it and, and really get bad um he I like Jason Tatum I, I like the guy that he got back um um, I, I really like him a lot. Um, I think that he can be a really, really good wing. Um, outside of that, I don't like a lot on his roster. Um, I mean, Zebo, yeah, he's having a down year, but um, he also is 32 years old, turning 33 years old. I mean, um, I mean his, his Ratings have come down over the last few seasons. I mean, um, he's not the Zebo of a few years ago where he was, I believe, an A, a minus defense and an A rebounding. And, I mean, he, he's just not there anymore. I mean, he's taken a step back. I mean, um, I don't think Dick McGuire, I don't think he's a great point guard that you can rely on. Um, I don't think that's a player that you really want to build your team around, which he seems to have um, with the contract that he gave him. Um, 
I'd probably give him a, I mean, obviously not a contender. I'd probably give him a solid six, uh, just because, I mean, he is active. I mean, he does try, and, and uh, I, I don't 100% agree with the moves that he makes. I mean, I, I think that Tatum, I, I really like the addition of him, uh, but I just don't see outside of other things on the roster that make a ton of sense. Um, and we'll see how this kind of plays out from here. Um, after him, we have uh, the Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzlies, and we have Andrew Luck. Andrew has made a lot of trades recently, um, moving a lot of pieces off of his roster elsewhere. So I think it's safe to say he's not a contender. What's your, uh, what's your opinion on, on Andrew Luck? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, you know, I think last year, I think it was last year when, when he had – a bit of a surprise year. I think it was two years ago when he had a bit of a surprise year where he, his team ended up being really good was, was kind of a situation of almost false hope of just, uh, you know, I think he then bought into the fact that his team was something maybe that it wasn't. And, it, I, you know, I just, I think there's uh, kind of what I've said before. I think there's some pieces and parts that are nice pieces, but when those are the focal points of your entire team, you know, like Chris Kamen and Zaza and, and Ra, you know, Rafer Alston, I, I think those are nice pieces. And I think Rafer, with, you know, a solid, solid supporting cast could be a guy that could take you deep and could you could potentially win a championship with. But, you know, I think the current construction of the team just leaves a lot to be desired, and I'm not sure there's really anything there to build off of. You know, I, I, I think it might be time to, to kind of tear it down, get what he can for the guys that he has, and, and see if he can try and build up another core and, and you know, get something new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of, uh, go ahead. Okay, Raven, go ahead. Um. I would say probably a six to six and a half. I guess he's a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, a non-active GM, and I just don't ever remember him doing much with the Grizzlies, especially after their illustrious career with their previous GM. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, Andrew, I, I think he, I mean, he did a good job. I mean, obviously this is new to him. Um, he, he built a roster that he was able to contend with. Um, and right now he's transitioned pretty well where he really owns his future uh, or does he not? Let me look at the trade draft picks. Does he not own his draft picks? Because if he did not, you know, actually Grizzlies first this year goes to the Bucks. Grizzlies and 49 go to the Kings. Grizzlies and 50 go to the Kings. Grizzlies no, and 51 go to the Kings. Oh, my fucking Lord. So, I guess he's not. Oh, Lord. Uh, you. So, he pretty much tore down his team without owning his future. Um... Oh, Lord. Um... Hopefully, he's able to find talent and make them more competitive, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if what he got back was was good enough for um, not having draft picks for the next four seasons. Um, obviously not a contender. I'm going to have to stick around to five just to keep it peaceful. I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to listen to the podcast, but I mean, I, I 
don't want to bash him too bad, but you know, that's kind of a bad move what he's made. Um, I mean, with with what he has and not owning his future. I mean, he should have probably done better to try to get his future back before moving some of these pieces. Um, right. It just seems like a lot to have given up for not a lot to show for it in return. Yeah, I mean, he, he has none of his future. He really has a freaking shit-awful team. Uh, <laughs> last team we're going to talk about is Ankley uh, and his Phoenix Suns. Obviously, he's tanking. He wants to be bad. Um, I, I've heard him say he wants to be bad for the rest of 4.0. Um, obviously, not a playoff team, but what, what are your thoughts on Ankley? Um. Interesting, fun guy, uh, causes trouble, you know, so I don't really have a problem with him. So, uh, you know, uh, he's – I can't remember the last time that he had the, the Suns were, uh, you know, a really good team. I think probably those those peak years with, with Miner uh, and the other guys there. But, you know, obviously past couple of years have just been absolute shit rosters. And, you know, he owns my pick this year, so that's why, you know, I'm trying to very much so try and get into the playoffs, you know, just uh, – Obviously, Anthony Mason, I think, looks like a good piece. If he can just get that percentage up, I think he could be a stud. So I think that's something that he can really build off of if, you know, he ends up wanting to do that. But, you know, ranking, I would say six. Okay. Um, I actually, on a personal level, you I mean, Inkley probably is the one guy in the league that, you I mean, I'd love to sit down and have a beer with. I mean, I went to a Cubs game with him, trophy, and, and uh, thanks, and that was a great time. Um, really, really good guy to get to, get to know and have a beer with. Uh, so he, he he's he's a great dude. Um, I, I really think that is he's got a lot of shit going on with work and other stuff. This is just kind of noise in the background, and he's not he's just kind of here to kind of participate. Um, and do his thing and kind of say his things whenever. Um, I, I don't know if he's taking – he's putting a lot of effort into this, in all honesty. Um, I think when you saw that he put the effort into it, you saw you mean him get a championship earlier on and put together really good teams early on. I mean, and he would talk trades and, and, and wheel and deal and weasel people out of players. Um, I would probably – I'm going to give a split score here. Um, when he puts effort in, I would say it's seven, seven and a half, eight. Um, right now with him half-assing it, I would say five and a half or six uh, would be my score for him. Um, but, I mean, if, when he gets back into it, I mean, he's, he's up there. I mean, he's one, one of the best, I mean, in terms of being able to manipulate things and, and get trades done and get players that he wants see the value that he wants. He, he's phenomenal at that. Um, that's why he is the weasel. Um, I mean, he's just he's just great at shit like that. Um, okay, so we've gone through the teams. Um, so I'm going to throw a thought at you, Magic. Who is your prediction for the playoffs? Who do you think is going to come out of the Eastern and Western Conference, and who do you think is going to win it all? Uh, I'm going to go with Boston against the Hawks, and I think the Hawks win it. Okay, so you've got Boston and the Hawks in the Eastern Conference. Uh, who do you have in the Western Conference? 
Um, hang on, let me take a look. I think I really like your team. I think you – let me just see here. Hang on, let me just look over it again. Oh, close it out. Hang on. I think I think it's going to be doodle to death. I think it's going to be the Jazz against the Supersonics. And I don't know. I, I think I really like the core that you got. I think you pull it out. But I think I think it ends up being a Hawks Jazz, and I and I think the Hawks take it. That's just my okay. my thoughts after Sim forty five. Okay. Um, I'm going to say in the Eastern Conference, I, I like the. I'm probably going to go with the finals of the Hawks and Pacers. And I'm going to go with the Hawks coming out of the Eastern Conference. So, sorry, JHB. I mean, you're royally fucked now that I predicted you. (laughs) Uh, In the Western Conference, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Supersonics, and I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference in the championship. But I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets going to the championship to face the Hawks, and I'm going to go with the Rockets winning. Trying to do the reverse jinx over here, huh? No, I I really like their teams. I mean, I like the Rockets team. I I think, honestly, I think he's better on the wings than me, Um, just as good at the point guard as me, and I think I might have better bigs, but, I mean, I think he's constructed a better team on the wings. And Sonics, I mean – He's got a great team. He's got a great point guard. He's got a great, great wings, great bigs. I mean, he's set up really, really good. I mean, I'm not trying to reverse jinx myself. I, I think those two teams are probably the class of the Western Conference. I, I view myself probably more along the lines of when it's all said and done, I think I'll probably be in a three or four seed in the, in the Western Conference. And, I think those two teams are probably the class of the Western Conference right now. Houston and uh, Supersonics would be my guess. Fair enough. Okay. Well, um, I think we've been doing this for a couple hours now. Um, any? I think this is a good time to kind of finish now that I have to piss off nine beers. Um, <laughs> any uh, parting words, any final shots, anything you want to say or get off your chest? No, I think uh, I think I'm good. I'm a uh, team no wheel for 5.0. That's that's the only thing I'll say. So I'll leave that. Team no wheel. Uh, okay. No I, wheel. I would not be opposed to the wheel. I mean, I I think it's interesting. <laughs> uh, I'd like to try different shit. Um, so I, I'm sitting team wheel just because it's different. I mean, I wouldn't mind trying it to see how it is and how it goes. I mean. Um, but, um, let's see, um, I really don't have any parting shots. I think I've kind of said the harshest things I've ever said in a podcast in this podcast. I did. I, I enjoyed the angry SPL. That's probably the highlight of my yeah. night was hearing you get pissed off and yell at people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not often that you do that, but, I, mean, I, I figured, you know, I've given ratings, rankings, and rankings were a subject. I thought I'd come out a little angry at people and, I mean, I'm a big pussy, so, I mean, how angry can I get? Uh, But um, Magic, again, I mean, you're awesome, dude. I mean, I've really, really enjoyed you uh, on the podcast. I mean, you were a delight to talk to. I mean, 
uh, very informative, very, very good uh, in, in how you uh, communicate your thoughts. Um, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Appreciate uh, it. I'm, I'm glad we're getting this back rolling again regularly. Yeah, I'm going to try to. I mean, it's, it's tough with uh, softball season. I leave tomorrow for San Francisco for five days. And me and the wife are getting out of town without the girls, without our kids. So um, I said, you know what, I can get some beers tonight after softball and and, uh, and be able to uh, talk some podcasts. Uh, before I go on my trip and relaxation for five days. So um, I'm, I'm so happy that I don't have to go to softball. I don't have to deal with kids over the next five days. I, I'm pretty much just going to be drunk, hopefully, in a pool. In, 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 <laughs> in, in a pool in, of your in own a, Yeah, I, I plan on just being drunk the next five days. <laughs> And telling my wife, okay, we gotta go do what? We gotta go to Alcatraz. Fuck. Okay, let's go. See, I would love to go to Alcatraz. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. I mean, Alcatraz, I want to check out. Um, she wants to do some nature hikes, which I said, you know what? I mean, I'll do it if I can carry a beer with me. But other than that, I don't want to fucking go on a nature hike if I can't be drinking. Uh, so it, it's gonna be fun. Uh, but anyways, Magic, thank you so much for joining, Bud. It's, it's Appreciate it. Um, and thank you so much for participating in the league. You guys are awesome. Um, and I will end this now. Take it easy, guys. All right, have a good. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.